Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings. Welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of Rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malshine. We're going to get through this Prince Harry book if it's the last thing we do. We're we got to get through this. We got to get through this. We're still on part three. Um, you need to go on the Patreon if you want to hear our thoughts on Lip Gloss Gate and a bunch of other stuff, which we will not repeat here. It is paywalled. I want to say shout out, Ellie. Did you see Ellie's comments? Also, I was when I was editing it, I want to give you a shout out, Molly. What a funny way to put it. Lips are mucous membranes. They, 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 uh, that's what we have to think about. I feel like I rue the day when I learned <laughs> about mucous membranes because... <laughs> Now I notice when people touch theirs in public, like, you know, your nostrils, your lips, your mouth, butts, you know, mucous <laughs> membranes are gross. You can't just be waving them around willy nilly. So it's, you know. I li- agreed with you. And also she did say that the list of the topics covered on our last Patreon episode are deeply salacious. Yeah, it is. It gets really juicy, like automatically. When we know we're behind a paywall, we can be a yeah. little bit more psychotic. So patreon.com slash space trash podcast. Support the pod. And you know, again, we always say this. It's not like a secret thing that you are unable to unlock. It's $5 a month. And if you can't, though, if you truly cannot budget for that, um, which we get, we're idiots too. You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That is also extremely helpful and free. And because of that good karma, like offering to us and the universe, who knows? Maybe you'll generate some biz. That's true. That's really true. It's only going to be good karma for you. Make sure it's five, by the way. Four is not enough. Not not enough, actually. Five stars. Okay, so we're going to get into this. We left off at Lip Gloss Gate, but first you actually wanted to talk about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck at the at the Grammys. So the viral clip is going around. Trevor Noah's like about to do a bit or something. Like after the Sam Smith evil uh, performance or whatever. Like, Which I love that all the Republicans are like, this is satanic. It's no, like, he was yeah. literally trolling them. Yeah, the world is satanic. Welcome. Like, uh-huh. it's, he's literally in like a Party City Halloween costume. We're going to be fine. <laughs> he's not summoning anything. And he's actually commenting on what you would say about him either way. Right. It's genius. It's really it's, smart. It's great. I, um, I just can't believe we're reliving the 1980s satanic panic just copied and pasted. It's so boring. But because of like queer culture, it's like, yo, fuck you. Yeah, it's terrible. At least drag queen bingo is a new concern, (laughs) a new fake concern that they're all pretending they have. You know what I mean? Like, at least they iterated a little bit. But this is just literally Nancy Reagan 2.0. It's so boring. Like, and all of it is stupid and homophobic, homophobic, just homophobic, right? It's they're making it up. Queer hate. Yeah, like they don't actually care. They don't actually care about drag queen bingo. They don't care. Right. And I mean, anyway, we we could say a lot to the Republicans about like the actual satanic 
things that you are doing to keep others down. So like Guns in schools, anyone? right. Let's let let's let's uh ban abortions even if you're raped and let's cut arts funding. Like that to me is satanic, but okay. Yeah, and let's make sure Party City doesn't sell devil horns anymore. Yeah, that's doing the Lord's work. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. But okay, so this clip is going around of well, first of all, there's been a lot of coverage of Ben being miserable. And I just want to say this is way before he even remarried or re-engaged and then finally married Jennifer Lopez. And it's looking miserable. We don't know how he feels. Right. He could just have resting Miz face. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just like, and, and also we know that he has, I mean, I do think it's probably challenging to be like a, a functional alcoholic, like chain smoker married to someone who's never taken a sip of alcohol in her life. Like there, I, I could imagine that she all day is like, Ben. So like, okay, but that's not the point. I also think this is awesome that it happened on the Leo full moon. They're both Leo, the Leo sons. So they're being exposed in this like mm-hmm. huge way. But so there's this clip going around of them from the Grammys where they don't realize for a second that they're on camera and Ben whispers something in Jen's ear. She recoils and is like, bah? and then she like slaps his chest and then he kind of like sits up straighter. And so there's all of this talk about satanic panic divorce panic going around like is this the beginning of the end for jen and ben like this marriage is on the rocks and so i was i said to molly last night like i wonder what they were fighting about because like everybody's reporting it as a fight and molly said i'll let you take it from here they're talking shit about someone they both dislike they're having a great time he's he's saying to her oh my god that asshole's here and she goes what and then she mumbles something like, is a stupid wife here? And Ben's like, yup. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, my fucking God. Like, if you watch well, it. Well, then I think she's like, oh, my God. And then I think she's like, oh, my God, wait, Trevor Noah's right there. I think we're on camera. So then they both, like, look pretty. Yeah, they are not fighting. Hot yet. take! And look at my TikTok. I made a TikTok where I reenacted it. And you can see it. It's just, it's definitely what's happening. And it's an interesting way to get into the rest of part three of spare because it is kind of what we're talking about which is like and i don't mean news journalism but like the media whatever that means like if you look oh at God, anything am i gonna get annoyed like even page six is reporting like their fight we are assuming so much okay for- let me look at what they actually said here's what she, here's what page six says fans roast ben affleck's quote miserable energy at grammys they're That's quoting true. the fans yep and then jennifer lopez ben affleck's tense conversation at Grammy 2023 revealed so i don't I don't, they're not saying, they're not making a leap. They're saying okay. it was a tense conversation and they've revealed what it was. So and what was you. it? Wait, what did they say what it was? Hold on, let me get it to load. I didn't get today's. This is from yesterday. I noticed a bunch that were just like Jen and Ben, like, like, I, I, I did notice like share tense moment, but it's like, it might not have been a tense moment. It actually might've been like, like a couple being like, ha 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 ha. Okay. Now like, LOL, whoops, we're on camera. Okay, so this is a lip reader who spoke to the Daily Mail. A lip reader. Yeah, this isn't. I don't body believe language. It. Body's new girlfriend. I know it's all it's all fake. Okay, so according to this lip reader, she says, "Stop. Look more friendly. Look motivated." And then he says, "I might." What? That makes no sense. How did her lips? Were their lips showing? Barely. I mean, lol. but I guess yeah. that's what I mean, though. Where it's like, but like when I heard your perception of it i'm like oh actually that makes so much more sense it looks exactly like what they're doing they're having it looks a great exa- time yeah they look like they're talking shit roasting someone that they both dislike which is like the point of being married and, and then they realize they're on camera so yeah. she's like whoa wait, wait she's like go trevor noah's right here like shape up and so they're both like ee. yeah i will say um he does 
need to pep it up a little for the cameras. I mean, you're in the front in- row, my dude. You're in the front row. And she's like, then at the party, let's get loud. It's like, uh. yeah. And he is just, he's not even trying. It's like, yes, you are in a, sh- like, yes, your marriage is real. I do think it's real. Their love is real, but it's yes. also a show dance at the same time. It's PR for both of them. They both know that. Mm-hmm. They're both going there. Why did you go to the Grammys with her to up the net worth? cumulatively to up the opportunities cumulatively so you need to perform like you need to kind of and and I also hate how like him looking so miserable is causing this really sexist narrative to emerge where people are like she's she's henpecking him like she's nagging him about drinking and blah 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 blah. like have you ever dated a recovering alcoholic like yeah sometimes you just nag them about drinking (laughs) well no I mean it's a life's work and actually she was doing it 20 years ago too like, yeah. that's not something that he's like shocked about. Like, this is something that he struggled with. He wrote a memoir about growing up with an alcoholic father and his struggles with alcoholism. Like, I don't think that this is any kind of like breaking. St- I mean, I, I don't I personally do think she probably not nags him all day, but I, I think part of the the breakdown originally and what he's gone through leading them back together is that he he does struggle with um, addiction. She doesn't. And so I think she does feel in some way responsible to just like be his like advocate and remind him of his worth, whether he's crunk or not or whatever. But like, I don't think they have a bad relationship at all. uh, Yeah, I don't. And we can't tell from these these extremely public 12 second moments that we see. I also think, okay, she's the most disciplined, self-controlled person on the planet. Literally, like Like, if she's addicted to anything, it's like being not addicted to anything but self-control it's precision it's like getting every hitting every single mark hitting every step and like I can see how if you're an addict which is you know a fundamental maybe this is fucked up to say but lack of self-control and kind of lack of ability to discipline like that would be a little bit of an oil and water situation at times like it would probably get under his sometimes that it's so easy for her to just not even need alcohol. Like she doesn't even have to go to meetings. She doesn't have to journal. She doesn't have to do anything. She's just like, what do you mean? You just want to drink all day. Like what? Ew, that's so right. losery. She's like, isn't my skin enough to convince you that this is the way I mean, cause she right. looks flawless. She has energy. Like she's 15. If there was ever a case for like, this is why you don't put toxins in your body. Jennifer Lopez is literally it. She looks better than everyone on earth. And she's like 54 or something. Yeah, exactly. So we're rooting for them. Absolutely. And, but and I don't s- think I, I love the reframe. I actually don't think they had a miserable time at the Grammys. I think they were talking shit and caught on camera. And then she was like, yo. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into Megan and Harry, please. Part three, part three. <laughs> All right. So now Harry is ruminating on how he's he's waking up in the morning to find himself surrounded by beings he loves who love him. They're engaged, now, by the way. Um, and we're we're planning the wedding. So it's nice to see him happy. Uh, he's talking about the poshest portaloos on earth. Porcelain basins, gold-plated seats after being inspired by the ones at Pippa Middleton's wedding. Again, taking a... a- a page from the American Royals book, what we've learned from the Kardashians is when you go blue every couple of chapters, the Americans love it. Oh, and they didn't actually get those. It was a made up story in the in the uh, tabloids. But also, again, we said this, I think this was on the Patreon episode. These these made up stories are not being made up by journalists. Like journalists aren't actually sitting there pulling stuff out of their ass. They're actually getting it from like it's sources that are making it up. So probably what happened is somebody who 
had who was able to convince a journalist they had a direct line to the wedding like some publicist who was like no no, no. like i'm i represent prince harry's friend tom hardy and <laughs> i don't want you to publish this story about tom hardy you know like sexting with some ladies so i mean actually this right. wouldn't be juicy enough information to cancel that out, but something more mundane. I don't want you to publish this bad story about Tom Hardy. So uh, how about the posh port at Megan and Harry's wedding? Like that's right. where the information, you. right. That's where that fake information comes from. It's not journalists sitting there making stuff up. And I mean, and again, and if anything, the only thing the journalists are doing are putting together that it's a great alliteration. Pippa's posh port mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he also told the palace that on the big day, the happiest day of our lives, I didn't want to see one single royal correspondent inside that chapel unless Murdoch himself apologized for phone hacking. The palace scoffed. It would be all out war, the courtiers warned, to ban the royal rota from the wedding. Then let's go to war. So, you know, uh, the royal rota, he, I don't know if this is interesting or not. The royal rota is the people that are, so as in most things involving the press, Harry paints everyone with an extremely broad brush. The mm-hmm. Royal Rota is a very specific group of only like five to 10 journalists who mm. they actually go to the Royal events and cover mm-hmm. them along with the, the photographers. They are invited to be there. So to make it easier for, for the people, for everyone involved, the Royal Rota, they rotate. They'll say, okay, today is the day that the person from the sun follows Harry around all day. That person takes all their notes and then they give them to the rest of the pool. It's like a press pool. Got it. So all of the, all of the newspapers, it's a mix of tabloids and broadsheets. They all have access to the same notes. About What's a broadsheet? Just like regular journalists? It's well, tabloid is actually a format, which oh, is what? Yeah. A tabloid newspaper is a newspaper that opens like, and you read it left to right. A broadsheet is like the New York times where you have to like, unfold it. And it's like, pages. so, mm. so the broadsheets, like the telegraph and stuff like that. So um, the Royal Rota are, it's this very small group of journalists and like some of them might also be doing some gossip on days, some gossip type Royal sources suggest stories mm. on days when they're not covering actual events. But actually, for the most part, the people that he complains about earlier in the book, the ones who did the racist coverage, they were not part of the Royal Rota. These were completely separate people. A lot of them are opinion columnists. A lot of them are just like not just not part of it. You know, like he talks about Dan Wooten at one point, who's never been part of the Royal Rota. He was a showbiz journalist. So to ban the Royal Rota from the wedding, it's like Harry's kind of using them as a representative for the entire press. Do you need to do anything like to become a member of the Royal Road or a part of, is it like a, it's just like a career track? Like I'm an ENT, I'm a nurse. Or is it like, do you have to like prove that you're like one of the, you're a Stan, a a Monarch Stan or something? It's only a, so no, because if you were a Stan, you wouldn't cover something because then you wouldn't, you would be Oh, right. You wouldn't want to cover anything. You'd want to be like, yeah, it's unbiased. Journalism is supposed to be unbiased. So it's not about being a Stan ever. But they like, I get annoyed when people say to me like, oh, you're a big royal fan, right? And I'm like, no, No, it's the job I got when I moved to London. Right. I know I did it before then too. I did it. I've been doing it since the New York Observer. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I've been doing it for like almost 10 years and it was started out mostly just fashion stories, but now it's devolved, you know, every- Devolved mall. It has like all of everybody else I talk to, who's also a royal reporter that like covers them. 
I'm always talking and we're always laughing about how toxic it's become because it used to literally be, oh, here's what Kate's new outfit trajectory is. And now it's like, oh, here's who stabbed who in the back. It just <laughs> has become so like down and dirty. And it was not like that for such a long time. It was so peaceful. Side note, I'm listening to the audiobook, So every time he talks about the Royal Rhoda, all I can think about is Rhoda from Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking it's like a woman from the Bronx, like, yo, give me the intel, Harry. Don't make me work this hard or whatever. Oh my God. That's the best. <laughs> the best friend they're covering in the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not that. It's <laughs> <laughs> you just would become a reporter at one of those papers. It's a select group of newspapers that is allowed to even be part of this. And you would get a job at one of those papers and you would try to work your way up until you get into the Royal Rota. And then like if you aren't selected to be the royal pool reporter, then you might become someone who talks to the gardeners and the butlers and the hairdressers and tries to push them for information and do kind of these uh, secondary royal stories that aren't the like boots on the ground. Here's what happened when Kate opened a preschool stuff. You know do, what I mean? Do the royal, when, when they're talking about royal leaking, are they talking about calm? No, I'm kidding. Are they talking about pee? No, I'm kidding. Ew. Are they talking about, Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are they talking about like, like, so when, let's just say when Elizabeth, who has wonderful people in the inn or whatever, is leaking to the press, are they talking to the Royal Rota or someone from the Royal Rota? Or are they talking to like a Goss columnist? It it varies. It would vary. Would So, so someone from the Royal Rota could be getting insider like i guess i just don't yeah. understand if you like if you were in the royal rota and someone approached you the with, royal rota yeah if someone approached you with big information you would be checking i mean anyone is checking and double checking who this source is even if the source is lying you're still doing your best to try to figure out whether they're trustworthy and things like that so sure. especially if you're one of the few people who has this firsthand access to um to the the royal family through this system you're going to be even more careful about what you publish so like right okay like maybe uh, i i would need to look into this more and we don't have time well, i'm not going to do it right now but we'll do it on part 12 i part, know it part might... 13 molly will have done her research <laughs> yeah it would be interesting to see if maybe like the the bridesmaid girls tights was that a rota reporter right or was that yeah, just a yeah. random person you know what i mean so i'm not really i'm not sure about that and but so the royal rota is given more access than the layman journalist they follow around you know like the when hunter s thompson followed nixon on the campaign trail yeah yeah, yeah, in a yeah, bus. yeah. that's the royal rota got it's it okay those reporters, they're like the appointed royal correspondents yeah exactly those reporters are in, are together in a pack. It's like a press pack that goes on all these outings. And the royals know about it and they have a they invite sort them. of a truce. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they helped come up with the system. The press and the royals came up with it together because the idea of it is so that the royals aren't swarmed by reporters. So they got have one it. reporter at a time who goes inside with them to wherever mm -hmm. they're going. And then, like I said, they share their notes with everybody else. Okay, I see what you're saying. So it's a pretty benign system. It's effectively PR. Like they're not literally, I was just thinking that. I was just thinking like, okay, so it's basically like, it's just like approved stories. Yeah. And like I said, the royal family does have more control over the press here. Like the reporters actually might be slightly more likely to overlook 
a fucked up remark that happens or something like that. Like a few months ago, there was this sort of like medium scandal because Charles said something, some sort of like slightly off color thing to someone and the press, the Rota reporter shared that in his notes and everyone was like, oh my God, like he's out for blood because normally they just share the most benign, boring stuff. So because they're in with the palace. Kind of. I mean, they don't really, I guess they just, yeah, they don't want to get kicked out of the Royal Rota. They'd rather right. have the access. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. when you see, when you see positive press for any powerful person, it's because the I'm reporters don't No, It's not, we don't listen to publicists. It's because oh, we don't really? want to No. Why would we ever listen to a publicist to trade stories? Or like, very, to, like what you're saying about like, like the Tom Hardy example, like, I feel like that's a publicist being like, okay, look, don't talk about Tom's sex, but yeah, I'll yeah, trade yeah. you. So, okay. That is pretty rare. And also for the most part, what publicists job is, and if any publicists are listening, they're going to get really mad and offended, but uh, I'm Join sorry. the Patreon, put it in the comments. Yeah. Put it in the Patreon comments. Um, the publicist's job really is to block access to their person. So oh, wow, the publicist, that's so interesting. Yeah, that's why like anyone who's at our level of comedy who's telling me like, oh, I'm going to start like I I'm going to get a budget together for PR. I'm like, don't because no one wants to talk to you yet. Publicists right. actually don't really get you that much press unless you're already interesting. Their main function, what you hire a publicist for is either to get invited to events, which they are very useful for that, mm-hmm. or to 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 fend off the press that you don't want so like so interesting wow yeah that's sort of like not what they tell you in like like calm 101 yeah like the publicist is the person who's gonna say you're not allowed to ask about this 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 or this like the publicist is the person who's gonna say oh uh you're interviewing Catherine Schwarzenegger you're not allowed to ask her about Arnold that's a publicist job and then you so it's actually a gatekeeper position it's not a it's not a PR it's not or I guess it is PR in some way but it's not a grow your audience position it's a stop the conversation position well, it's, it's to grow your audience in a controlled way that right, is right, right. what you want yeah, and the yeah, thing yeah. is most publicists have no real sense of what the people want to read about so for example right, like they're if, not journalists yeah and they're not in touch with the people at all they are pushing forward a narrative of what they and the stakeholders in the person they're representing think is important. And so their their responsibility is basically to concoct a narrative or to block a narrative. Yeah. And as a journalist, your job is, okay, how am I going to maintain access to this person while still getting what I want? How am I going to slip in a question about Arnold Schwarzenegger, even though they said no, because let's be honest, no one gives a fuck about Catherine Schwarzenegger. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So like, Uh The publicist is living in the publicist and the client are kind of living in this dream world where everyone wants to click on a story about Catherine Schwarzenegger's charity work. And in real life, no, they don't. So unless you got something about Arnold, we don't give a fuck. Sayonara, sucker. And then the journalist's job is to get a good story that's going to inform people and be what people want to read about. And yes, sometimes it might come out looking salacious, but sometimes it is. We're not serving celebrities. We're serving the readers, you know? Yep. And even when the readers get annoyed at whatever we choose to cover or highlight, those are always the most read stories. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Like there's a vocal minority who are like, no, this is bad. And then everyone else is like, oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, for him to ban the Royal Rota from the wedding, 
he he has a history of being rude to the royal rota like he there was a story a few years ago when him and megan first got married um the rota they were all on a bus or a rota or a plane or something um and harry walked by and said one of one of harry's aides said to him oh you should thank the royal rota you should go to the back of the plane and thank them for coming and Harry reportedly got up, went to the back of the plane and said, thanks for coming, even though you weren't invited. Oh, Harry, maybe just don't say anything. Right. Also, what a baby. And they were invited. They literally <laughs> are doing like the Royal Rota is the most toothless. They're like, specifically invited. That's the point of them. Yeah. There's the most tame journalists covering him besides people that are just making fashion slideshows. You Which know is also I mean? so stupid on his part, though, because it's like. The, like they're going to report on how rude you are. That's their job. Right. Like, and if anything, go bring them a box of chocolates and be like, so glad you're here. Like let them write nice things about you. Which is what Camilla does because, you know, like at the end of the day, we're all human. And if you have a human connection with someone, you might be more likely to like, if you, if you have a, if I'm a journalist and I'm covering the Royal family and Camilla has been very, very nice to me repeatedly. And then she gets embroiled in a scandal it's not that I'm going to hold off on covering it because that would be f- stupid and I would be shooting myself on in the foot. But what I would do is I would, I would maybe be more likely to kind of understand where she was coming from in her own actions and be able to write a more well-rounded story that comes from a sympathetic place. Right. So that's why you be nice to journalists. Well, and actually to your point, I feel like that was an emphasis like towards the end of part three when Harry really like right before Maxit, when Harry is really like, going against the press with all his might and going against his father and going against his brother and going against everyone. I do think that like the underlying message was like Camilla has really good relations. Like Camilla owns the press in some weird way. And it's because she's nice to them and treats them like humans. Well, and I also think it's because she is trying to protect her non, it sounded like, and I don't know what the deal is, but it sounds like she's trying to protect her non-royal son from something. What is he, the Hunter Biden of the UK? What's going on with Camilla's son? Oh, why? What did they say about the son? It was like chapter thir- like chapter like 70 or something where it was like um, Camilla was on some rampant press tour again or, or, or Harry hypothesizes that Camilla's on some ramp like like basically selling Harry stories and Harry gossip to the Royal Rota and to the press because her son is just like some derelict and like they- she did not want her kids to be dragged into the media so she basically was stopping all stories about her children and saying i'll trade you my i'll trade you my stepchildren oh my god i totally didn't notice that part oh, yeah. i think i have some of it highlighted I'll, I'll i'll go find it but yeah well we'll get we'll get to we'll it. get there we'll get there yeah, yeah. so okay um Interesting, though. That's good for everybody to know because i do yeah. think a huge part of this book right when we're talking about the press it isn't just like one thing there there's like everything there's there's multi you could be a nurse you could be a doctor you could be an emt you could be an anesthesiologist you could be right so it's like the press is actually this much larger um like multi-tiered apparatus that it's not just one thing and he looks at it incredibly simplistically totally he he gets one bad story and he assumes that every single person with a press pass is out to murder him you know and yeah you know some people might say that's understandable because of how his mom died but 
it's you're an adult now you need to get some critical thinking skills. i don't know and, and i don't mean to be no. rude but like if you ask me how his mom died i would tell you drunk driving i know i know that's the fucking truth like i, I i'm sorry like yes yeah. i think that the like pops helped but don't but the driver was drunk yeah if everyone if if the driver wasn't drunk i don't think he would have been speed i mean he was going 90 miles per hour in the middle of paris You're, right like you know, why would you be going that fast unless you were drunk yeah but according to Harry, it's totally possible to drive wasted and be fine. <laughs> Which he decided. To- How convenient. Yeah, he was like, if it was anybody else that was blackout drunk, they would have, they wouldn't have driven into the meeting. It's like, I feel like most people, if they were blackout drunk, have a high chance of driving into the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. We get now another little glimpse into what Harry really thinks about royalty, which is that they are indeed better than other people. He's talking (laughs) about the bond between Megan and Charles, which we love. It's very cute. He says so many people were treating her shabbily. It filled my heart to see my father treating her like the princess she was about to maybe born to become. And it's like, what? Okay. So you really do think princesses should be treated better than everyone else. Right. Okay. Cool. Then we go through how he wanted to wear his beard. William gets mad at him. I mean, again, these are just the pettiest. He He's building such a petty dossier against William and Kate, which yeah. it, from the lip gloss to the beard to the bridesmaid dresses, it is kind of, it's almost as if he is, um, he's, he's convincing himself that mm. William's a bad person. You know, Although William does come across as like, like, towards the end of part three it's like fuck william like you get the sense of like but but again because i you know this is my work i talk to people all day about their shit i have a hard time not reading between the lines in this case and just seeing like william's panicking william's panicking and he has no sympathy right that's not how harry's reading it at all yeah he's no sympathy for his brother whatsoever and I mean, I kind of get it because it seems like they've become an- openly antagonistic. He says at one point he actually ordered me as the heir speaking to the spare to shave. Right. Yeah. But when did I guess like one of the things that I was thinking back on, it was like, when in the book did it sh- like, was it Megan that shifted their dynamic? Um. Well, that's the whole thing. That's why I keep saying this is written with poo-poo colored glasses because uh. it seems like. Okay, there's a couple ways to read it. I think maybe it's true and Megan came in and blew up his whole life. That's the that's the least sympathetic reading. She sure. came in, she changed his thinking, she somehow got him under her spell, which is what a lot of people like to believe. And But he was miserable either way. Well, so then the second I mean, but here's the thing that people would argue against that is he looks so happy in every picture before he ever met her. He's in a full blackout. He's doing cocaine. Maybe. He's literally no. They, maybe the the royal road has reported he's coked up. No, he's not coked up on daily daytime outings. Maybe not daily daytime, but we know that he is stoned on daily daytime outings. Yeah, but so are you. A thousand percent, I'm stoned right now. I'm just saying that, like, but I, are you? It gonna, makes things happier. But are you going to look back on this time and be like? everyone was against me no 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 i'm just saying that like if if someone were to say like wow sarah's demeanor was so up it's like yeah i smoke pot like within four hours of waking up yeah well but that's also just you if i smoked pot within four hours of waking up right we have a different reaction to marijuana but anyway 
anyway, that's the least sympathetic reading is that and, and, and there is like evidence for that. She doesn't speak to most people that she's related to. And now neither does he. So that's why there's, yeah, that is a little bit troubling. Yeah. That, that kind of thing that is bolstered by that. But then I think this book is kind of him trying to convince the world that it's always been bad. And it's not because she walked in. She maybe helped him see the light because she showed him a new way of being because he'd been surrounded by these emotionally repressed poshos his whole life. Poshos. Yeah. And now now he's like learning how to emote and be a person. So I don't know. I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I don't think she I don't think she came in with like a dastardly plan. I think she No, no, I don't think so at all. But I think it's just interesting because I feel like I mean, actually, I, I do think that she want. I do think that they they were talking about all the money that was on the table from probably pretty early on. Because do you remember that time when he went to the Lion King premiere and he was selling her to the Lion King director in line? Literally, no. What? Oh my God, Sarah! It was ah. it was the most embarrassing and and galling thing he was like, trying to get her a, he, he's like she's your next nala he's trying to get her job yeah no he, he they were going down the line it was when they met beyonce and jay-z he's talking oh. to the ceo of disney <laughs> i know he was ta- and it's kind of cute because it's like he's proud of his wife and he's trying to get her a job but like you're royals now this is your job like your job is royals but also like she's not a stage actor and wasn't that it was the live action lion king that oh. weird cgi one oh, yeah, 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 and he yeah. was saying to the ceo of disney he was like you know she does voiceovers she's great <laughs> you should get in contact with her and the ceo looks so uncomfortable and mortified because it's like they're just blatantly using their chins to to try to get a high paying job at disney also though everyone does that that's how the world sure. works well right i mean that's the whole but, thing i mean we'll get to it but like towards the end of the book too I, I have a note where he says like why are the press doing this like is it really all about money it's like yeah for you right. too what do you mean it yes, is for yes literally, literally yes that's the whole thing like you literally wouldn't be spilling your family's secrets right now if you didn't need the money right if they didn't like caught you off then there would be no problem. Right. Which I don't blame him whatsoever. I mean, no, when, when we, we need money. End, yeah. The way they took his security away, if the way he explained up. it through, they deserve everything they're getting. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And even just the way that, and we get, and they like gaslighted it. him basically. Yeah. The way we get, but we get into this in the, in the most recent Patreon one about how they just threw the Royal women who marry into the press, like chum, and they don't correct the record. And, Every journalist wants to correct the record. If you right. tell a journalist that they got something wrong, the, that journalist is going to be like, oh my God, please correct me. And please let me, my reputation lies on this. Like, right. like I said, they're not sitting there making things up. They're getting it from sources that seem to be legit. And if they get it wrong and you tell them, they're going to correct it. Uh-huh. So like- To save their income. Exactly. Because that's all everything's about. All these people are just doing jobs. But that's why I was like, it's like at the end of the book when you hear, I was like, I can't imagine it's all about money in the end. It's like, yeah, you can. Like, right. you know, that, that's what this whole book is about. This is what happens when you n- never make someone get a job. But and when, yeah. yeah, when you, well, when, when you have no kind of like frame of reference for like what money actually means to people. Right. It's not just fun. It's not just Elton John's private jet. It's It's not just like your ancient family that like deserves this money. It's like, no, everybody needs it to survive at the moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, so I think, I don't know how we got on this topic, but in terms of like whether it was her coming in that made him see the light or, or well, it was just the switch between like, I feel like in part one and part two, even though there was some like sibling rivalry and like some fist fights, lol, they were very much BFF. And then Kate comes into the picture and Harry loves making her laugh and they love hanging out. And then there's like a weird shift. Yeah. It seems like William didn't trust Megan implicitly just yeah. from the jump. Yeah. And, and then, and that's where I'm like, okay, I want to hear his perspective because. Right. But he'll never share it, which is I actually think a problem. Yeah. Never. Uh, but yeah, I don't think so. The, when it switched over, I do think that Megan was saying to him from the beginning, probably Harry, do you know how much money we could make if we moved to the U S and also, and Harry was like, shit, you're probably literally right. no, I have I no know. idea. I have no idea what money is. What but, is money? <laughs> yeah. And I don't think that that's like sinister or nefarious or anything. No, I think I just, she's fucking right. Yeah. She's right. And she's smart. Um, mm-hmm. okay. She's right. She's smart. And she's fucking pissed. Yeah. Especially as it goes on and they keep on not helping her and not standing up for her. It makes complete sense that she'd be like, why are we like, because yes, while the Royal family does have a shit ton of money, the lower you are in the pecking order, the more you have to go cap in hand and beg for it, which right. must be humiliating. humiliating. I was, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, they make it like, like, okay, Harry does have a job and it's just to kiss his father's ass, not to mention, and I guess we'll get to it, but there's like that quote where right before Elizabeth dies, she expresses to Harry like an offhanded comment about his father, like Charles always does whatever the fuck he wants or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so like, how is Harry that different than Charles or anybody? He's not. And his his dad, Charles, did this before. He wrote his own yeah. book. He wrote his own tell-all book about how terrible his mom was. Literally, while she was alive. Yeah, and how she was the worst mom when he was little and she left him for months at a time, which is right. crazy. It's right. And like, you understand where all the generational trauma mm-hmm. kind of comes from. And it really goes to show too, like if you don't heal your generational trauma, like you just get put into the like, like the, like the mill it's like a factory like an assembly line of like well you need to repeat it now and it's like okay and also side note astrology wise like that's the eighth house you're carrying on your mother's or your family's karma that part of your inheritance is that you need to now heal this because you you're taking on your parents shit yeah so now we get into tiara gate so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. harry says my aunts asked if meg would like to wear my mother's and they spent hours and hours with the dress designer getting the veil to match Diana's tiara, the Spencer tiara. It's not Diana's tiara. It's actually, it predates her. Oh. It's the Spencer tiara because Okay, her but family, either way, it's from her side of the family. Yeah, exactly. It's like their side of the family, the Spencers, are older than the Windsors and more Whoa, British. So really? that was, yes. So that was kind of something that allowed Diana that she would kind of lord over Charles I think a little bit and deservedly so like mm-hmm. I've been noble longer than you and like my family's more British than you because you're you guys are German right <laughs> you know oh wow yeah yeah so they're working on trying to get it to match and then all of a sudden granny reached out shortly before the wedding and it's like granny what took you so long and she offered access to her collection of tiaras now here's what i don't get why did they immediately about face and say yeah we'll take a granny tiara instead because they were like we are still part of this jobbing family yeah i guess so so they go to buckingham palace to try they don't it need on. diana and the spencer seal of approval they approve they need 
to be supported by the crown. Yeah. So one was all emeralds. One was aquamarines. Each was more dazzlingly stunning than the last. Each took my breath. And then <laughs> uh, the queen, Megan picks one. The queen says, make sure you practice putting it on with your hairdresser. It's tricky and you don't want to be doing it for the first time on the wedding day. So then they leave the palace and Angela, the queen's right-hand woman who Harry clear, clearly hates. Angie. Um, she's extremely powerful. She was super duper powerful as like a courtier and a palace aide. So, so like she would be the kind of person that was like facilitating great relationships with Rhoda. Um, yeah, well, no, the comms team would be talking to the Royal Rhoda. Again, the Royal Rhoda is who does all the above board stuff, the official right. engagements. You're invited. You can show your face. I'm Got the it. person inviting you. This is all above board and allowed, and it's so, PR. Angela's just like the Cassie Cobb. Remember but, when Jessica Simpson had her cousin Cassie? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's who Angela is. But Angela gets involved. They reveal later she gets involved in dirty so Angela actually is she has no contact with the Royal Rota because she's not on the comms team but she's one of these people who's leaking all the time so when this tiara situation was happening it was in the newspaper it leaked and who would have known about it besides the queen Angela Megan and Harry and the story at the time with the tiara was that Megan wanted a different one and they wouldn't allow her to have it. And Harry stomped and said, what Megan wants, Megan gets. And oh. that became like, and obviously again, when I read that, I didn't. That's like also it. a porn. That's like, that's like a script for the next porn. Right. I didn't believe it when I read it. I was right. like, I'm sure there's some sort of dust up behind the scenes about the tiara, but yeah. like, that's cartoonish. Megan, wants, Megan gets please what Megan wants Megan gets yeah so he also yeah it's just funny so anyway he's telling us the real story because that's what this book is all about and Indeed. he Angela starts giving them the runaround she won't respond to any of their messages about we need the tiara so that Megan can try it on with her hairdresser who she's flying in from the U.S. as was prescribed by the queen right which the queen specifically told them they should do so when they finally reached her, she said the tiara would require an orderly and a police escort to leave the palace. That sounded oh, insulting. Ab- like, that's my grandma. I'm not stealing anything from grandma. Yeah, but it makes sense. I mean, it's priceless. Sure, but like, so is a grandmother and a grandson's bond. I mean, fuck everybody. Yeah, but if they lose the tiara. Yeah, it's bad on. news. It's bad that's news for sure. really bad. And why, but why couldn't they just go to Buckingham Palace? That's what I don't right. know. Didn't they, no, they lived at that, that. No, they were living in Frogmore at this point. No, they're living in Kensington. Oh, Kensington Palace, Palace. Right. That's what I was yeah. going to say. And then I switched it. But right. Kensington Palace. So he's like, okay, that's fine. Time is running out. We need just send the police escort. And she says, can't be done. Why can't it? Angela's schedule was too busy. She was being obstructive, obviously, but for what reason? We couldn't even hazard a guess. I considered going to Granny, but that would probably mean sparking an all-out confrontation. Go to Granny, Harry. Go to Granny, babe. Actually, this is one of the first times that he kind of doesn't stand up for Megan, actually, TBH, where he's like, I can't go to Granny. I can't spark an all-out confrontation. You know what I want? You know what I want in media buy number three? Aside from just, like, the details of the first time that Megan and Harry fucked, I would love to know about, like, the sordid affair between Angela and Harry. Like, I actually feel like this is more of, like, a lover's quarrel than anything. Like, it's feel- it, it no. feels so personal. Angela just making this hard. It's like, come on. She's, like, 80. Mm-hmm. He likes older women. Well, I think this is at the time also that everyone is judging <laughs> her for being an American actress divorcee. And 
they're just all they all just hate her off the, from the jump it like, just really goes to show though the difference between the united states and the united kingdom because like i just want to say I, I i can't speak for everyone but i know that my peers in general if, if we end up with the moniker of american actress divorcee we've made it oh i know like goals i know but in the <laughs> uk it's like you're radioactive and no one will confront each other about anything. No one will talk to each other about anything. Do you understand why, like, it's frustrating to live here? This is what they're, this is what, like, most people are like. Like, if someone feels that you completely insulted them to their face, they just stare at you. They don't say, like, oh, what the fuck? They're, they just blank you. There's this thing. Oh, my God. There's this British thing called blanking. It's psychotic. If you say something to a British woman and she doesn't like it or she thinks it's too overly familiar or something like that she just blanks you she stares at you wait so like let's do an act out so if i'm like your tits look huge today mall then i go <laughs> that's it isn't that psycho <laughs> well it's just like it's ineffective and it also is like actually i was shocked to find that <laughs> megan that it's ineffective exactly it just allows uncomfortable situations to keep going on and on and on and on right but i was shocked to find that um kate confronted megan about the baby brain comment because that is so not british and i wouldn't even do that if someone said to me you have baby brain i've i'm on the record now on this podcast i find it offensive and inappropriate to put that on someone else especially if you're not that close it's the same thing as saying what are you pmsing yeah but i I feel like when i read the actual chapter i was like she didn't even say it like that and for to me when i read it i was like oh kate confronting megan about this is baby brains what is She's like, I did it. I was offended when you talked about my hormones. Megan's like, yo, I was trying to just say it's all good that you were like laid on whatever. Like I like Megan was not trying to like start some shit with her. Yeah, she like, was oh my to... God, Kate, way to like I mean, I literally fired a client this week for something smaller than this, but same kind of thing where it's like, yo, like, how are you turning this thing that you took a certain way into this like the one thing you confront me about it's like this seems like you're now exhibiting baby brains i do i disagree that it's she's exhibiting do think it's condescending to put that on someone else i just do i think and if it wasn't the whole story that like kate actually like missed the date of something or like yeah so let her who cares right but it's like but megan was just trying to comfort her megan wasn't like you your baby brains are making you lay for all things she was like oh it's okay i get it you're pregnant that's all she was trying to say yeah, but it's not her place to say that. It's not anyone's place to say that. Sorry. I don't know. It's, I, it's I feel like I say it. I don't think it's rude at all. I, I with After having a ton of pregnant friends constantly, I just feel like they, if I don't say it, they say it. It's like, yeah, what you don't even know what That's this is That's what like. I'm saying. They're allowed to say it. You're not yeah, allowed Kate to doesn't put say, it. I don't know. Megan wouldn't know that that wasn't, I don't know. I just think, I think Kate and Will in this part three look like total fucking assholes. Yeah, they definitely do. And, but I'm saying I'm shocked that she even confronted her over it because even yeah. if someone said that to me, I would, I would let it, I would be annoyed. For but that's sure. what I'm saying. I think it's the baby brains that's pushing her to this like, like uncharacteristic act out. I think she was pulling rank. Oh, yeah. I think Kate was pulling rank when she said, you're not, she said, just FYI, we're not close. You know, <laughs> right. I'm yeah, the yeah, future yeah, queen yeah, yeah. and you're not like, I, I actually know your do. role, know your role, kid. Yeah. I actually yeah, do yeah. think there was a little bit of that going on. And I think it's, I mean, Kate's a Capricorn and she's been, she was at the bottom of the barrel in this family for so long and like mocked by so many people and had to deal with the press intrusion and everything. And like, 
just started treating her with respect. The press and the family just earned within the last few years. I could see Kate, like the, the, like the, 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 um, the subtext of this isn't even about baby brains. It's about like, like shut the fuck up you whiny little bitch we all like it's it's her saying what the family's saying which is like you you don't know the half yeah exactly that's what she's saying and megan is like and i and i made it i made it and i'm gonna be the queen so shut the actual fuck up about everything yeah just like i did yeah that is what's going on but i still i have to say just in general patrons let us know baby don't tell people not rude No, it it is rude. If I'm saying it's rude, that means some people think it's rude. So it's better not to say it. I don't know. I I have mixed feelings. (laughs) I don't agree. I don't agree. Just because someone thinks something is rude does not mean I'm responsible for it. If I don't mean, I think intention is everything. I could say something that wasn't like traditionally rude to you too and mean it in a rude way. Intention means more to me than like. I know, but people can't read your intention. So wouldn't you rather err on the side of not saying something that someone could take the wrong way? I don't know. I think Kate's going to take whatever she can the wrong way. It seems like Will and Kate are fucking like literally about to boil over and have no one to take it out on. Yeah, I think you're right. A hundred percent. I'm just saying it's a general PSA. If you want, I, I would say as a PSA, to if people, you're not close to someone, yeah. don't mention their hormones, but don't if, do it. But I get where Megan actually, when she's just rose colored glasses, thinking everything's all good. Like we're about to be the fab for, I'm sure Harry sold to her the fab foursome. That's part of this whole heartbreak. Yeah, but it is an overreach. I mean, the habitual line stepper, come on. We Americans, have to, Americans, but I'm not like, are, it, it, yeah, but we, you married an Irishman and moved to the UK. Most Americans are rude, crass. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you are actually like a, an upstanding, an upstanding mucous membrane, pre- like aware individual. So is Megan. She's just embroiled in this thing of playing dumb and playing the devil may care California dits, which we know she's not. I don't know. I, I, I've, I've called baby brains on a lot of people and they crack up. So I don't know. I'm saying in general with Megan, we have to talk about baby brain. We're beating a dead horse. I'm talking in general. She said she had the brains of a baby. Yeah. So in general, throughout it, like the pattern. She does do a lot of like, let me test them. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, fair, but it's also like, know your audience, you know, like, yeah, but I think the thing that we were getting at maybe a few spare episodes ago ah, is like the deeper point, which is that Harry's actually been poisoning the well Yeah, from day one. And so I, I think in many cases, when we look at what Megan's doing as like testing or like being too big for her britches or whatever, it's actually because she's she is finding out if what he was saying was true about them. And then she's proving him right. Also, look, it, it is stupid. All of the shit is it's all stupid. Yeah. It's stupid as hell that you yeah, have to yeah. curtsy at people because they have because of who the, their great great grandfather was. It's so dumb. And like, but the thing is, I would respect Megan and Harry more if that was their platform, but it's not. So it's like we want to be we support um the monarchy. We wanted to be part of this family. It's their fault that we got pushed out. And it's like, well, you guys also didn't respect the hierarchy whatsoever. And the entire point of this thing is hierarchy. It truly does not function without it. So like, well, it's like, it's like the whole thing was like, Harry's sort of like doing like a big extended act out where he's like, see, 
But it's like, yeah, but you also could have played your cards differently and just not have had this outcome. Yeah, like if if they wanted to stay in the family, that's when you read the room and you don't say baby. Right, right. I think they I think Harry wanted them to prove that he could actually step out and they would still support him and they didn't. Right, but he kind of put his wife through torture in the meantime. Absolutely, and, absolutely he did, yeah. And now he's doing this whole press tour of oh no, I totally support the monarchy and I want reconciliation with my family and it's like what? Yeah, but the, what's so sad to me is like there's a huge difference between the I guess there's not, but like in my mind, like reconciliation with the monarchy is different than reconciliation with my. But dad. Sarah, that's what he said. Those were his words. I want. I right, I know, but, I, but that's so confusing. Like I think he is so confused. Like, like but he's going out of his way to say that he thinks it's good that there's royalty and he thinks it's good. Right. That yeah, 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 yeah. And sure. then at the same time, he's not prepping his wife okay, you actually have yeah. to treat these people as if they're better than you. I know it's stupid, right. but this is the right. whole thing. Like, and she's coming into it saying, why would I treat these people this way? They're just people. It's your granny. Yeah, but this is why they annoy me because they, I, I was all for them blowing up the royal family. I think that's- Right, but it's like, right, Harry didn't actually- But they don't want to. Harry didn't actually, right. I see what you're saying. Harry didn't give her all of the like notes- Right. He's just the meeting. He's telling us in the title, he's annoyed that he's the spare. If he was the heir, this would be a completely different story. And like, he's, he's kind of using sometimes the language and the behavior of revolution to imply outdated system. And it's so bad. But then once he gets to the five yard line with yes, let's overthrow. He's like, but I love the monarchy. It's amazing, oh, and that's- man, but it's such a. I just feel that though, like it's such a. Conf- it's it's such. It actually is such like a human family conundrum. Like I feel like it literally it, it is succession. It's an I don't read books conundrum. It's an I never <laughs> had to have a job conundrum. But I'm talking. I'm not talking about the family. I'm talking about the concept of monarchy, monarchy, right. hereditary monarchy. That's where he flip flops, and both of them yes, flip flops. They both still use the titles, but they they she wouldn't curtsy to Camilla. Right. I mean, Come I on. thought that was no pettiest moment of the book was don't worry, it's not necessary with Cam. It's like it's yo, not, yeah. Harry, yo, Harry, you are it's not right, appropriate. You, right, but it's really showing at this behind the curtain scene. Like it's like it's like mm, like picking and choosing what you do and do not respect ultimately like makes you disrespectful in the end. Exactly. And yeah. Again, if I was marrying into this family, I feel like I don't know if I would be like, this is fucking stupid. I'm not curtsying to another human. Or if I would just go with it and be like, whatever. I feel like I would do like some like curtsy as if I was like an ice dancer and like do a curtsy, but like with like a twist and like do end in a split. But the thing (laughs) is like, if you want to marry in and be a working member of this family, you have to do the archaic dumb shit. You can't have both ways. And that's where I lose a little sympathy for them because it's like, you're not, no, you're actually not better than this system. Like you need this system. You're mad that this system isn't still supporting you, even though you were not supporting it. Right. In real life, we are all better than this system. This is archaic. And I mean, money is actually like very literally worth nothing other than all of our agreement on it's worth something. Like we're all better than this system, but if we want it to keep going, we have to pretend that it makes sense. And like, if you, if you want to be a working member in it, you can't just be like, Oh, I'm just going to do whatever I want. You know, you know, I sort of can see the Kate and Will and like specifically the Kate and Megan rifts, like in the same way that Megan is getting fed information 
from Harry in a tenth of the time that Kate has actually been playing this game. I think Kate a little bit is also just like defensive for William and defensive for the monarch because she's like, yo, I put in my time. Don't fuck my future up. Like, stop fucking with us. Like, whether that actually bothered Party Girl Kate or not, or whether, like, the lip gloss actually bothered, whether anything specific, it's like when you're bothered by someone, everything that they do bothers you. Yeah, Megan. And especially when you're threatened by someone. And actually, they, Megan is, whether it's accidental or intentional, coming in hot. She's coming in hot. Yeah. She knows she's coming in hot. Like, she's trying. I, I think she's trying to be a breath of fresh air and not understanding that. Brits do not see it that way. Like, right. You're actually blowing, like you're blowing. Th- it's, it's, we don't, we all don't need inhalers. Yeah. And like, you're a guest here. You actually can't. It's like, it's when you yeah. went to the, the Muslim wedding and, and right. When I was like, showtime. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is like, we still talk about it, but we're yeah. still, fr- we're friends. I, but I did it. I truly was, I was ignorant. I had no idea. It's like when you're in someone else's house, you actually do. Don't take the lead. Yeah. And like, don't be barefoot and like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's, like she, we just respect people's boundaries. Right. Especially if, if they're overtly stated. If you want to be part of this silly thing where grown men wear pantaloons and <laughs> you wear a crown on your head and an ermine fur, like you have to do some silly ass shit to do that. An you know, ermine cock cushion. That's all it is. It's just like you have to kind of make a fool of yourself and degrade yourself in order to be part of this. You can't go in with your autonomy and your identity intact. It has to all be subsumed to fit into the hierarchy. The whole thing is hierarchy. Well, like, like, and actually what you're saying too, it's like the whole thing is theater. Like if you ever, if you ever take an improv class, the first rule of improv is stop. Like, do not try to look cool. Do not try to be like the star. Do not make a good joke. Just like surrender your cool and listen and respond. And like, even with, if you want to be in lame is and you're a prisoner, you got to smear doo-doo on your face. That's such a good analogy to improv. It's theater. Yeah. Like, cause it is theater what they're doing. It's yeah. Fake. None of the, they have no power. It's a pretend system, but like they've decided that this is how it works. We've cast you in the show as the spare's wife. Now play your fucking part. Yeah. So, okay. We get into the, so there was this book that came out a few years ago, Finding Freedom by Omid Scobie. And this was the one that Megan and Harry got in trouble for lying to the court about collaborating with him on. Do you remember that? Vaguely remind us. Okay, so Megan and Harry, when they sued the mail on Sunday, of course, this is this part of it is not mentioned in the book whatsoever. They got caught lying to the court because the court said, did you collaborate with the author of this biography of you finding freedom? Omid Scobie and Carolyn Durant, they wrote it. And the book reads like, oh, my God, it's it's like a jizz my pants version of this story. It's it's just. (laughs) all about how perfect is it worth reading should we read it i kind of want to read it no it's definitely not worth reading it's all about how wonderful and amazing and perfect they are and (laughs) everyone so from the beginning people were like this is like the diana richard morton 2.0 like people thought that megan and harry were like speaking into cassette tapes and having someone bicycle (laughs) it over to omit's house you know and then when it came up in court they said in a sworn statement that they did not collaborate with omit on this book then as portrayed in the Netflix documentary. And again, they also neglected to mention that they lied in that, but they still somehow stitched up this guy, Jason Knopf, who used to work for them and now worked for William and Kate. He revealed a bunch of emails and a paper trail that confirmed that Megan and Harry had provided information to this guy writing this book. 
which is not sinister. No, it's it's just like so bad. It's just like embarrassing. Like, don't get caught. Yeah, don't lie. What was Diana's number one rule to Harry? Make trouble. Like, don't follow the rules, but don't get caught. Right. And it just shows you how much he really does rely on his, like, royal privilege. Because he literally thought he could get away with lying to the court. But so we know that he collaborated with this guy on the book, which, again, is not rare. It's not sinister. It's not bad. This happens all the time. When you're doing a book about a famous person, they will on the sly, maybe do a little light fact checking for you or provide you with some information to make them look good. It makes If it's sense. in their favor, right? Yeah. So, but then he kind of uh, slams the book. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, Harry, you, he bites every hand that feeds him. Having every- your cake and eating it too. So, yeah. So he's talking about that book, Finding Freedom. He says, a best-selling book describes the day special forces came to our house, grabbed Meg, put her through several intense days of drills, pushing her into back seats and car boots, speeding away to safe houses, all of which is utter nonsense. So he calls this book that was the most blowjobby book ever written about them and how amazing they are, utter nonsense. And it's like, Again, it's like the time when he reveals that he actually never met Chelsea's roommates. It's like Harry. It's like, eh, like, uh, like, except the good press, dude. Right, right, right. Well, right. And there were actually a few parts. I guess we'll get there. But like in part three towards the end, like he actually does make mention one time of like, because it's like, I guess when he flips out, when he sues the press, they're like, but you're ignoring all the nice things we said about you. And he's like, we don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. So then. He says, so yeah, to call that utter nonsense. And then Omid, who wrote the book, he tweeted about it and he tried to save face because he still writes this like really flattering coverage of them. And he tried to save face on Twitter. He was like, yeah, it was utter nonsense what the palace officials told me about this because they were lying. So Omid is saying that he got the story that the special forces came and trained Megan from palace sources who were clearly lying about it. So that's really interesting. And but then that, what, did he mean Megan and Harry or other? Oh, he meant. Their so he's other. like still having their back. Yeah, he's still having their back. And he's pretending that Harry didn't just call his book utter nonsense. Well, he's saying he's saying, yeah, the the palace sources, they were spewing utter nonsense. That's what Harry meant. And it's like, dude, no, that's not what he meant. That's not what he meant. Ugh. But then Harry says, on the contrary, the palace floated the and uh, I mean, again, with that book, Harry should not be decrying anything in that book. Again, it was a bestseller and it made them look amazing and like nothing was their fault. It was even more flattering than this book, probably. I also want to say that towards the end of the book, when he describes the birth of Lilibet Diana, the first thing he says about the baby when it's crowning is it was finding freedom. Like, wasn't that like his whole thing? Like the baby, like finding freedom. From yeah, fighting bowl. for freedom. Like, yeah, exactly. lol, you love the book. Yeah, that's so true. So then he says, on the contrary, the palace floated the idea of not giving Megan any security at all because I was now sixth in line to the throne. How I wished reports about special forces were even partly true. Is it because you're sixth in line to the throne or is it because you're acting like a little spoiled brat? I mean, for them to not give her any security is to float that idea is fucked, especially when he's got three bodyguards for his life. Like, just spare her one. Right. Couldn't you talk about spare? Right. Couldn't the guy that has Harry on a leash walking him down the street in his collar just go to Megan? Yeah. But also, once again, Charles told him he didn't want to pay for them. Months ago. It's also so fucking rude. Yeah. Which is rude. But like, it's like, yeah, he did say it. He did say it. Yeah, they're going to pinch pennies over you guys because they don't be a thorn in our side. They want 
the slimmed down monarchy with just him, just Kate and Will. And then when Kate and Will's kids grow up, then Charlotte and Louis get the boot too, you know? Right. But at the same time, like we said in the Patreon episode, if you're going to do that, you have to prepare these people to get real jobs. You can't just be like, right. Oh, you're out. Right. There's no, it's like, not that it's the same as me at, at all, but like when I graduated from college and it was like, surprise, you're poor. It definitely sent me on a hero's journey of my own where I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm from Montclair. Yeah. Yeah. Of course I have a drug problem now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Not prepared for this. Don't take away my legal, my legal seafood card too. Legal seafood card. I had, I had so many credit cards when I arrived at college. It was absurd. Oh, yeah. I miss those. I had a Macy's card. I had a Bloomingdale's card. I had a legal seafood card because once a week, you got to have some chowder, especially if you're in Boston. I had, I mean, yeah, LOL, my life, my life. I'm lucky I had no credit cards because I knew I would go into debt. Yep. Yep. I feel like I was born in debt these days. Yeah. But so, yeah, Megan and Harry, again, are being told we actually don't want to pay for your shit. The other thing is Prince Andrew, who is the spare like Harry. His children don't have security either. He has to pay for it out of pocket. So does Princess Anne. If she wanted her kids to have security, she has to pay for it out of pocket. Like, this is how it works. But how this do is... they make money? Like, how does and- how do Andrew and Anne make money? Through their ancestors dying and leaving them money. Like, oh, fuck us... all of you. Fuck I know. All of you. My grandma paid my student loans and sold the house. And now that's it. Yeah. Like, Yeah. And they just also Andrew obviously was doing some pay for play shit when he was like a business representative of the UK abroad and got in trouble for that. Oh. Fergie plagiarized a children's book series. No, and what? Bestseller, yeah, in like the nineties. <laughs> but yeah, and Fergie's always shilling something. We gotta you know? do like a Fergie Andrew chart reading at some point because like Fergie is sort of um, Fergie's an interesting, hilarious character. He's a nut job. We wild, did wild of, person. Yeah, we did an episode of Diva Behavior. Me and um, friend of the pod, I Sandy would, Richie. Oh, uh, Sandy! Oh my god! Oh, also, I meant to show you guys, but um, you know how like all the bots look on the Instagram stories. One of the Instagram bots that looked at my last story about the Spat Part Three was like Sandy, Sandy Smith, like numbers, 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 and I was like, tell me this is Sandy's pen name, like account. She finally started the account for her memoir. But anyway. But it was laugh- it was just a picture of an ass. But I was just laughing. I know what's it was- with all these weird like sex bots that are coming up now. I was just laughing because I was like, oh, I think this is what Sandy Smith wanted her Sandy Sandy wanted her pen name to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Um, so okay, we're getting uh, a little bit into some Thomas Markle stuff, which we won't go into. It's in just depth. boring, Thomas Markle. I just yeah. I truly think it's one too many bong rips, and his brain is a little bit mushy, and he he then he had a heart attack, and he's just not t- totally all also- there anymore. Once again, I don't know why what he did is any worse than what Megan and Harry are now doing. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why they get to do it and he doesn't. It's like a well, right to not have sympathy that like everybody needs money and the press is offering you money for stories. It's sort of like, yeah, it's a desperate time, desperate times, bro. Yeah. So they told him to leave Mexico and um, he, I guess, didn't want to. And then the only thing I didn't understand is like them never going to him. Never, ever, ever. Harry never met him. And it kind of lends some credence to some of those other conspiracy theories that like Megan was kind of hiding Harry from everybody in her past because the stories might not have lined up or just that her dad was embarrassing. But it's like, but if I remember correctly, she was actually she was. I think the whole thing was like she couldn't reach her dad. And then when he finally responded, she was like, this is not even my dad. And like she was just like 
like all of a sudden he just was like well in the i know but even before they got engaged harry had never met him yeah it's i mean it's just sad to me he lives right he lives in mexico but he's right on the la border and he like goes to thanksgiving dinner with megan after she's already dating harry like there was ample opportunities for Harry to have met him. And I why, do think, wait, but like, why do you think she wouldn't have wanted that? What, what stories would have not lined up? Well, that's what the biggest haters say. I think she's just embarrassed by him. I think he's just a little embarrassing. He's just heavy, heavy set. And, and just would probably talk about weird stuff. Like yeah, kind of alludes to like at th- that Thanksgiving that she did have with him and Doria, that he was like brought a bunch of newspapers that had her in it and was like talking about them. But it's like, you you can why would you look at that in the most uncharitable light like he's excited his daughter's finally famous after trying for an entire right. life you know yeah yeah so I, I and he's an old think, guy yeah it's not chivalrous that harry never deigned to go and meet him it's I not agree. it's not I nice agree. yeah just like, try just fucking try yeah yeah so we get to the Megan and Kate text messages about the uh the little bride oh, dress, the dress, or the, yeah, been the, through the it, big baggy though. dress, and Charlotte cried because that's too big. It's like Kate again, that Kate Prego. I'm not saying it's because you're Prego, but that might be your own shit. Um. Well, I mean, I agree with you though. You said it before. What little girl is like? It's too big. I know it was weird that she said Charlotte was crying. I don't know. I that the dress was too. It wasn't form fitting enough. She's five. Yeah, it's very weird. Well, I think the, the the fear was if a big gust of wind blows and these dresses are like giant potato sacks and the girls don't have any tights on, you're going to see all their underwear and their little kids. That's so fair. I think that but I don't think could've... Charlotte will be thinking that far ahead. No, Kate was thinking that. Right, but then just take it to the, the tailor that Meg said take it to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the fuck? What the like... fuck? Kate seems like she's like the most it seems like she's just passive aggressively trying to stay fighting with these people because she's not doesn't have full permission to just say what she's feeling yeah i know it's it's really she doesn't come off well here at all at all and like you just don't she, and it does she'd be off. lucky to have us blame it on baby brains it wasn't yeah, she, her she was prago she does she wasn't pregnant you're though. welcome she had, she had oh. just had the kid but oh. she i think postpartum that, postpartum depression but don't say that to people. I'm telling you. I'm not rude. saying that I'm saying it to Kate. There's no way Kate's listening. But I'm just saying that, like, I think that it's whether it's rude or not, I would much rather go down as, hey, I was really going through something than I'm just a fucking asshole. Yeah, but it's you saying that yourself. Sure. Instead of having someone else put it on you. I just That's- feel like that. I feel like the delusion of William and Kate, which is to say that, like, no one will have any thoughts about us is like. Like you give them nothing. You give you give us nothing but like rude and crude attitude, and then you're like, and don't comment on it. It's like, all right, well, we're trying to give you benefit of the doubt, man. I know they. I mean, they were doing a really good job of giving us nothing for years and years and years of just being boring and looking cute and having cute kids. But now, with well, it's all sort of like stuff, until Megan existed, there was no mirror. What do you mean? Like until Megan showed up in the picture. There was no like antagonist for Kate, so there was no news stories of that nature about Kate. I guess was there. I mean, I don't know. Was there? <sighs> I'm trying to remember. I think. I mean, she, Kate was already in her positive press period when Megan came on the scene. Mm-hmm. Like she's probably been in that for like about 
five to seven years now. Mm. And then up until then it was all classist and right, 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 right. And, but a lot of really positive stuff, but just a lot of stuff sneaking through that was not re- really not nice. Unkind. But, yeah, it hasn't been happening for a while. But yeah. Okay. So yeah, the bridesmaid dresses. I mean, again, it's it's like Kate comes off horribly and like she's pulling rank and Harry comes off like he's building a dossier to prove to all of us that Kate and William are terrible. Because yeah. again, at the end of the day, it's such a stupid fight. It's, it's so such dumb. a stupid fight. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like every fight between Megan and Kate is so dumb. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost like not even a fight. Right. It's just like these two women are not seeing eye to eye and they're both emotional, which is totally fine. I wouldn't say emotional. I feel like they're pretty emotional. I think they just don't I mean, like the whole thing other. was like, she made me cry. She made me cry. <laughs> I know. I just think they don't like each other. I don't think I don't... they like each other again. No. Yeah, they just don't click. And Megan feels like she tried in the beginning and Kate didn't try. But whereas Kate feels Megan's a habitual line stepper who was presumptuous in the beginning, which is exactly what a British person would think would think so especially someone who's had to like work her way up like i think kate probably had to dim down certain things about herself and now maybe has a little bit of like unconscious resent for like hey you signed up for this like you need to you need to like get in line play the game like i right and that megan literally was dating him for like a year five minutes right right i could see where kate would be just annoyed at you know what's interesting too i'm thinking about that passage in the book where we were talking about it yesterday where like um Will is like she's the one or, or Harry's like he's the she's the one Will and he's like well don't don't couch your chickens before the hatch it might not happen for you or whatever I yeah. wonder if there was like a convert like a like a pillow talk conversation that happened between Kate and William that was like oh I hope he doesn't marry her I don't really want to be a foursome with her I don't like her and then that was where ha- Will's like all right I'll try to like p- put the kibosh on it like if it was someone mm-hmm. that Kate liked would Will have been more supportive I guess is what I'm saying and I think I so. guess, but you're kind of getting into the territory of blaming women for men's faults and conflicts. Well, I guess it's not even blaming women as, as much as I'm saying that to be a foursome, the four of you have to like each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think he clearly didn't like Megan either. Totally. Like, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they were both agreeing. Like, let's not let's let's try to keep her out of the, the you know, the fabulous foursome while we can and see if he can just attract someone more British. Yeah, or just like quieter. Someone else, anyone else. <laughs> also, they, I think they were also on board with Charles's plan for Megan and Harry not to be working members of the family. And they were like, oh my God, that not only are they staying and like taking our spotlight, but like they will not shut up about all right. this stuff. And you know what I mean? So I feel but like it's that's like, probably part don't of the you think too. that as a parent before Harry even met someone that he was going to marry, you would say, hey, here's sort of the plan. Yeah, it's ridiculous that he did. So like it's so it's it actually is such a rug pull to be like, wait, what? You don't support me, dad? Yeah, it's so terrible. It's terrible. Like at least when my parents stopped supporting me, it wasn't personal. Yeah. And it was like it was an accident. And they sent you to college so that you would have at least some sort of wherewithal. One hundred percent. They tried to not tell me ever. Yeah. Whereas with him, he's like, oh, I'm 36 years old (laughs) and. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get married. And my dad's like, oh, about that. You actually, um, it's great that your wife has a career because you're You're out of the family business. Right. Oh, my God. Messed up. So fucked up. That is so jarring. Yeah. Especially for an earth sign. All earth sign. Yeah. So I I don't have stability. Like, like wreck my life. 
Why don't terrible. you? And then it just like, he's in denial. Harry's in denial that this even is what his family wants. His whole family clearly wants this. And Harry yeah. just stays in denial about it. And they just keep kicking him out over and over and over again. That's throughout- like yeah, the, the last part of part three. Well, cause it's also like when they have that meeting where he's like, I want to go halfsy halfsies. And like, they sort of let him go through the theater of presenting his like, his his pitch and then they kind of you know the queen's like i'm okay with one i'm okay with this and then it's like the news report breaks that like actually he's kicked out and and harry's like wait was this like the plan all along and it's like yeah yes harry it's been the plan actually it is they were humoring you and they were telling you in the most direct way that a british person they tried to for a while yeah yeah still fucked up but but, because again even though he's a complete entitled spoiled brat like he was raised to be yeah, exactly. They didn't, they didn't, they weren't like, oh, you might want to get one of those fake, you know, posh boy British jobs that all the other posh right. boys have. They couldn't even do that for him. Right. So. Right. At least my mother at one or point was like, hey, I bunny? talked to the dentist. At one point, my mom was like, I talked to the dentist. You can work the front desk during the summer. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, are you serious? And then, and then she was like, yeah, actually, we have no money. You have to. And I was like, oh, but at least they set me up with a job. Wow. Oh my God. That I got be- fired. I got fired because I got high for the first time. And then I had a panic attack at the file cabinets where I was like, I couldn't. <laughs> the first time I ever smoked pot was on my birthday. <laughs> this is a story for later, but LOL, I did get fired. I get fired for every job. So I'm really only available to coach astrology readings and do comedy because I'm, I'm unhirable. So uh. that's a really good sitcom, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm think the whole, about that. My life is, is sitcomic. No, but like medical debt, you go, you're a comic and a performer and you go into medical debt and then you have to start working at like you're to start doing dishes basically for the hospital oh that's a good idea yeah fish out of water Uh, okay we have yeah get out of your day job we got screenplays to write baby we do also the kanye joke everybody check out molly's instagram the kanye joke hit thank you thank you so So much i'm so proud of it so good so now it's the night before the wedding and willie will selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'll not stay overnight with Harry. And he's like, why Why are you being like this, really? I was with you the whole night before you married Kate. Why are you doing this? He's like, I have three kids. Yeah, but also you have yeah. a nanny. Come also, on. Also, like, yeah, well, it's like I have three kids, but it's like cute excuse. You don't like your brother anymore. Yeah, poor form, Willie. Poor yeah. form. This whole thing is Willie's poor form. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'd always thought a bride, third always trump a bridesmaid's dress or a beard. Suppose not. 
it's like, okay. And you're also like kind of doing a great job ensuring that it will never recover. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, William's chart, we can get into it, but William's chart is very, look, I'm a cancer. I'm not knocking cancers, but when we were talking about white Lotus astrology and we were talking about Dom, what did I say? That little bitch is a man cancer. William is a cancer sun and cancer moon in the eighth house. William's touchy to a degree that we we may never understand. Yeah, that makes complete sense. You can tell he's just snapping back with his claw and throughout yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. And at things that right, his well, right crab totally yeah, crab. According to this telling, at things that aren't even a threat to him. I mean, maybe if we when he never does his own book, but we can fill in the blanks, maybe he'll be like, oh well he left out the part where Megan said this to Kate or Harry sure. said this to me. Yeah. Like maybe there were actual things that were prompting these lash outs, but definitely. Yeah. He just is like, he seems like a crap Une- well, step on him and he and, snaps at you. And he seems totally unevolved. Like it seems like he is doing, and it's a very cancer problem where it's like sort of stuck in the rigidity of like the way you think things are. And so there's a, the exoskeleton, there's like a real hesitant to write, grow out of your shell and, and, and take that vulnerable step to find a shell that actually fits. You're just like, no, this is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now we're at the wedding and aunt Jane, Diana's sister, their old Testament reading is the same as mine. (gasps) Wait, really? Yeah. Song of Solomon. Set me up. Is is that like, is that like the, um, equivalent? Like, so like for me, I had like a Torah portion. Yeah, we in the Catholic, well, Church of England is a ripoff of Catholicism, first of all, just so everyone knows. The only reason they they invented it was so that King Henry VIII could get a divorce. So they basically- So why just, don't you chill out about Meghan's first husband too, guys? I know, that's what I don't understand. Come on. Why, I don't know why divorce became so taboo in the mid-20th century. After, you literally made rules so that it wasn't. Right in the 16th century, they invented an entire religion around Henry VIII being able to get a divorce. Like I I don't get it. But anyway, it's a carbon copy of Catholicism, but without, you know, the aesthetic benefits. And (laughs) they, so in the mass, in the Catholic mass, you do an Old Testament reading and a New Testament reading. So you have like the Jewish one and the Christian one. So I wonder, wait, what's your Jewish one? Is it the same or is it two different ones? It's the same. Mine is the same as Megan and Harry's Song Wait, of Solomon. That's so interesting. I know. And my friend Fiona read it and it's kind of, it's kind of a steamy love poem. Wait, like can you read it? I want to hear it. Um, I, I would have to Google it. I'll, I'll send it to you. Patreon, no, when you get, listen to the Patreon, if you want to hear the Song of Solomon. Yeah. Well, here, Harry reproduces some of it. He says, set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as death, passion fierce as the grave, strong as death, fierce as the grave. Yes, I thought, yes. <laughs> I love that. And so is, is it based on the day? Is it based on the date of the wedding? What? Like, what is it? Like, so like for my bar mitzvah, my Torah portion is based on the day that I was, it, that was the portion for the day that I, I was called to the Torah and the Bima as bar mitzvah or whatever. I thought you picked like, your Torah portion because it was. No, 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 I didn't pick it. No, that's why it's a miraculous coincidence. It's, it's, it's based on the day that you are called to the Bima in the covenant with God. Okay. Got it. So the day, the day that you're. Yeah. You don't pick is- it. It's, it's what it is on that day. Okay. You're the rabbi that day. No, yeah, I I picked it. I just you get a list of you have the whole for your wedding. You have the whole Old Testament. And I New love Testament that though. From, That's yeah. a very that is very sexy. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Mm. 
Is this the part where he gets into why the royal family is a death cult? No, that's later. That's later. That's later, Lil. Yeah. So we were that's like right. For- I feel like the death cult comes right before the birth of Lilibet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they go. He goes into um the fake wedding that they had that they told Oprah was their real wedding, which it wasn't. It was a rehearsal in their backyard. And well, for some reason they're stuck with this. They're obsessed with this story. Um, we were grateful for every person in and around St. George's and watching on TV, but our love began in private and being public had mostly been pain. Again, he completely forgets the millions of dollars that it cost for the country to put this wedding on for them. Harry, Megan's an actress. Yeah. B- yeah. That's like the dumbest set being public. Megan has Megan has worked her ass off to be public, my man. Yeah, being public is her life's work. <laughs> it is. He won't he won't it. It is. Right. Why don't you shut the fuck up and why don't you let you right fall back into oblivion, my dude? Like they gave him a chance to not do this and he chose right. to do it. And he's right. like, Yeah, but you know what? If they had said for- we will but if they said we'll pay you to not do this, he would have done it. He needs cash. But like he, needs he cash. has cash. Nah, but it, when that's the whole thing, nobody with even Bezos, nobody with all the cash. And that's the whole problem with money. No one ever has enough. No one thinks they have enough. No yeah. one ever feels it. The whole thing is that you always will feel like you need or want more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's sick. It's an, talk about the ultimate addiction. He also gets really annoyed because he sees snipers as they're walking out of the church. And it's like, all right, do you want set security or do you not? Right. I, yeah, I didn't understand. Wasn't that, isn't that a good thing? Isn't that a protective measure? Right. But he's annoyed by it. He's annoyed by everything. Yeah. And it's like, you wanted, you want the security. It's great. It's good. Right. Don't, don't like be upset about not having security and then upset when you're given security. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we get late, a little later on. They, oh, they went to the Mediterranean for 10 days for their honeymoon and they Fabulous. still don't tell us where. I mean, come on, guys, tell us. Where do you get, if you were going to guess, what would you say? The Mediterranean. I honestly don't know. I just feel like it's like, if I know them, it's like, I mean, does, does like, I mean, Italy's the Mediterranean. I just feel like, yeah, Megan, like wherever next door to Clooney is, is where they go. Yeah. Megan loves Italian wine. That's her, what her blog was named after. Okay. So yeah. Hello. Okay. Yeah. So I think Italy next to a celebrity. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> They come back and they do Trooping the Color, which is like the Queen's official birthday parade. And this is another incredibly petty, inconsequential thing that they elevate into another entry into the anti-Kate dossier. Kate asked Meg what she thought of her first Trooping the Color. And Meg joked, colorful, and a yawning silence threatened to swallow us all whole. Was she blanking her? Yeah, she was blanking her. She was like, mm, bad, bad answer, bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't that fair? How open mics? Well, it's like a little bit like, what did you think about it? Colorful. It is a non-answer. Yeah. And it's just, she was trying to be nice and get you like, have an open moment with you. And you what gave did this- Megan mean by colorful? She was just like, I'm not even answering your question. I guess. I, she was trying to be funny, I guess. She was just trying. Yeah. They just truly do not like get each other yeah. at all. And it's but also it's too, like, I mean, just side note, but real quick, it's like, okay, so Megan's a cancer rising. Kate's a cancer moon. So you would think that there was more connection there except right you think that there was rapport except that i and i do think that there's rapport but i actually think it's more of like a past life like fourth house cancer shit like i know who you are i got your number and then otherwise capricorn kate is square libra moon megan so they're actually in a tense there's a tension Uh, they're they're both leaders in their own right but the way that they lead is diametrically opposed 
Yeah, for sure. They're such opposites. I also know they're both grew up pretty privileged and they both worked really hard to get to the position they're in right now. I always said they have more in common than they think. Absolutely. They do like every newspaper was like that opposites. How will they ever get along? And I'm like, are they, they're both stunning. I mean, they're both so poised. They both, like I said, worked extremely hard to get into the position that they're in, which is world famous person. And they both, I mean, it's really racist. I think Kate's racist. Everyone... I think Kate's racist is what I think. Because even Kate, I believe him that Kate I don't was like, be a can... Nazi. I don't think you can throw that around. It's, okay. we don't know her. I'm not, I'm not, another, I don't know her, I don't know her. But I just feel like if Kate also was down for like the Nazi costume and he was doing it to impress her, I think Kate is. But he didn't say he was doing bit... it to impress her. I felt like that was sort of, I felt like him making Kate laugh was like such a big, it was like the joy of his life in part one and two. I just don't believe it, that it was anyone's idea, but his to her the Nazi. I mean, him passing the buck to them is so chicken and so lily livered. I just, well, I don't that. think it's that he's passing the buck to him. I think he's trying to say like, I wasn't just like, I didn't like surprise. Like he talked about it with his two best friends, William and Kate. Right. I think I, what I was going to say is that I found it really weird that there was this narrative which struck me as racist that Megan was some kind of rags to riches story when in reality, totally. like her dad was an Emmy nominated, Emmy winning right. writing director on Married with Children. She went to, right. private, she went to private school. school. She went to and private school. She's okay. It was all part of that racist and fake straight out of Compton narrative, you know? Totally. So it was totally. that, to me was very, and that was, that was the fault of certain members of the press perpetuating that for sure. But uh, again, well, that's the one thing like when we're talking about like the 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 family not standing up for Meg I actually get it like if they're like hey no we actually don't see color and we don't care that she's half black and everybody gets roasted by the press when there are like comics being printed depicting Megan or a baby as a monkey there wasn't I a comic like- printed that depicted that there was in the book he talks about. No, there wasn't when, a comic when the printed. Baby was, they said when the baby was born. No, there Sarah, was... it was not a comic printed. It was just a random guy, a guy who works at one of the newspapers tweeted it, a picture of it. Oh. It wasn't in the newspaper. Oh. Huh. Yeah. They never would put that in a newspaper. Even he, even like the most fucked up newspaper you can think of probably wouldn't do that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And there was immediate outcry. Everyone called that guy a dick and he, I'm pretty sure he lost his job. And it was oh. like the Jeremy Clarkson thing where everyone united oh. against this guy. Everyone was like, are you joking? This is terrible, you know? Which Harry does sort of fail to mention in the book. Yeah. And it was like, that guy's a dick and he should never. Like, it is terrible. Yeah. He should never work in a public facing job again. That was terrible, the only but... thing where I was like, the palace really should have said, if there's like blatant racism, the palace should say something. But it's like, oh, you're saying that it wasn't actually, that wasn't the press. It was someone's social media. Yeah, he tweeted it. It wasn't in a newspaper. Mm. And he does, like, Harry does later in the book conflate social media and the yes, he does. press as well. And yes, that, is a def- that is definitely a really big part of his, it what shoots. keeps him going. That's his, yeah, yeah like, addiction. He, That's his addiction per his therapist. Yeah, exactly. So Megan goes on a trip, a solo trip with the queen, as in Megan is the only other person with the queen and bonds with her. And then Harry says the papers pronounce the trip an unmitigated disaster. I mean, not true. Everyone talks about how cute they were together and how adorable it was. And yes, there were a couple little stories 
um, about like there were, it was, again, I feel like he's conflating. This is actually probably the first part where he's conflating social media with the comments because on social media, people were like, Oh, she got in the car before the queen. That's really messed up. And it's like the average real person didn't give a shit and didn't notice that. And it wouldn't even know, especially the Americans that wouldn't even know that that was like a thing. Right. And like, it was clear that the queen told her to go in first and maybe there was one or two articles about it. I'm sure there was, but it was not definitely not front page news. It was not like for him to kind of taint this, this was a PR triumph for outing with the queen. Like everyone loved it. It got great coverage and yeah. Okay. Maybe there were a couple negative ones. in. so for him to kind of, it's just, this is a really blatant example of how he only looks at the negative. Well, he's what he's doing. It, it's it, the, You've said it this whole episode, but it's like, right. He's building a case. And when it's convenient for him to include social media in the media, he does because that right. allows him to feel justified in his that, that that in his mind that's adding to his testimony. Yeah, and if someone which is fair, but just say what it is. Yeah, say what it is, and also, like people are allowed to criticize your wife. Yeah, people are allowed to be like, "Oh, she got in front of the queen." Isn't that something that people don't usually do? Huh? People are allowed. To I mean, say we're that. literally like Kim's. We're literally like Kim looks like she's wearing a diaper. <laughs> Yeah, like, like people aren't gonna have this like, part of the game people this is part of the game yeah people are allowed to have opinions like sorry yeah yeah especially if it's right that's where the conflation is really it's, is problematic because it's like people's opinions are not the news right and if if there's a story that's like, oh, people have noticed that Megan got in the car first and now people are wondering what the protocol is, that's not like a, like a hit piece. It's just a conversation that people are having and it's interesting to people for whatever reason, you know? Well, and in fact, it's actually a good thing for the monarchy because it just shows that there's public interest in the like the fan path. Yeah, 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 yeah. So true. It would be such a waste of time for... I'm not saying I necessarily totally agree with like, keep calm, carry on, say nothing, do nothing. If you were to spend time or to put any official or pay for any official rebuttals to tweets, it would be like, hey, guys, rise above. Yeah, that's this whole thing. What is a waste up. of time. What like, a waste of time. Obviously, there's there a difference are... between the news and idiots on online. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But he's, again, addicted to reading the drama the bad bad comments yeah so now they're at megan or they're at william and kate's house and the two of them immediately get i mean the like they're jealous of william and kate's house which i get but also william and kate have been married for like almost 10 years at this point and they're the king and queen they're the king and queen they have three kids they have three kids and they're literally royalty like in a way that you will never know spare yeah, like they, they're going to have a bigger house than you. They have three kids. So I saw Meg's eyes widen as we entered their front door, walked past their front sitting room, down their hallway, into their study. Wow, Meg said several times. The wallpaper, the crown molding, the walnut bookshelves lined with color-coordinated volumes, the priceless art. Gorgeous. Look I mean, it sounds room. dope. It sounds yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. But then he says, we also thought sheepishly of our Ikea lamps, our discount sofa recently bought on sale with Meg's credit card from sofa.com. Why is Megan? Why don't you chip in, Harry? <laughs> right? why, why is Megan ever touching a credit card again in her life, Harry? Why? Put that inheritance to work, bro. Also, shut the fuck up. Like you got to pick what furniture you bought. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like, oh, you don't like I your furniture? That. That's on you, my dude. Go on Facebook yeah. Marketplace and get something, a hand-me-down expensive thing. I don't give a fuck about complaining about the sofa you bought. Yeah. And then they have a little gratitude. And then they eventually call the queen and she gives them a pick of like five castles. And he's like, and it's like, yeah, that's all you had to do. And then she, he says, we turned them all down because they were too lavish. My ass, my ass. Like they definitely turned them down for completely unrelated reasons. And then when they They said, like, we would actually prefer to live in an olive garden. Yeah, exactly. Then when they get Frogmore, which they settle in, he doesn't mention that the renovations were like $3 million. Nothing satisfies this man. Yeah, like, oh, all the other ones were too lavish. So we picked the one that cost $3 million to renovate. Oh, that was smart. Well, it it's fine. But it's just like, yeah, you don't get to play both sides of like, I was jealous of their lavish home. And I didn't choose to have a lavish home but i renovated it to be a lavish home it's like okay wait what here's what i think reading behind the line between the lines and this is this is snarky of me but whatever i think that by lavish he means old-fashioned and they picked the one that they could remake in their image and to their ideal oh oh right don't you think it's kind of like i feel like the whole thing is like or part three is basically saying like william is just blindly taking like all of the everything of being the heir and it's actually like ugly like it's not like william and kate furnished this home it's like they accepted what was given to them as they do with everything because they're the heir oh but you can see pictures of the house from when michelle and barack obama went there and is it gorgeous yeah i love it it's (sighs) amazing it's like classic 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 with just these little modern touches like everything classic and then just like one tasteful lucite table thrown in it's like perfection it's amazing i mean so what is harry's great so he's just he's just being a fucking hater yeah he's annoyed that he's still in nottingham cottage and it's like you got three minutes ago and these people have three kids and also and also kensington palace doesn't even have a cute rhyme to go with it take what you can get right also like they're still in an apartment right you know shut the fuck up okay so while they're just like anything where he's like being judgy just should have been kept out of the book yeah for sure i mean he's being jealous he's just being like full-on jealous but it is good to see a flaw being exhibited sure by accident because he doesn't realize it but sure yeah 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 so they're in here to have a showdown about what's been going on with the two couples, which is wild. I mean, I just feel like this would never happen in my family. Actually, we would just, it's just like, go on Mari. Yeah. We would just get on with it. We would never do this. Um, it is, it is an indictment of Will and Kate that this is the first time Megan's ever seen their house. The first time that she's ever seen their house. It's when they're inviting her in to dress her down. And what are they mad at her for? Not getting William and Kate Easter presents. No. Yes. <gasps> Willie and Kate were apparently upset that we hadn't given them Easter presents. Easter presents? Was that a thing? Willie and I had never en- en- exchanged Easter presents. It's not a thing. No one ever, ever, ever I've has. Never. I've yeah. never. Ever. So that's really weird. Kensington um, Palace looks fucking dope, by the way. I know. It's amazing. You can <laughs> go into awesome. part of it. You can go into part of it too. There's a cool. like museums and stuff. Oh my God. With the first summer or the first winter that I lived here, they had an exhibit of all of Diana's clothing. It was incredible. <gasps> I cried. So fun. So yeah, good. I'm yeah. sure. That's awesome. Yeah. It was so good. Um, now this is interesting. 
for, okay, so they apologized for not getting them Easter presents. For our part, we chipped in that we weren't too pleased when Willie and Kate switched place cards and changed seats at our wedding. We'd followed the American tradition, placing couples next to each other. That's not an American tradition. It's like actually just the middle class thing. The really upper class thing, even in America, is to separate couples. So again, he's a Really? I've never even heard that. Like, why would you, we're not you want to sit with your, wouldn't you want to sit with your boo? Well, the idea is that it's antisocial to sit with your partner the whole night and it sparks oh, more oh. conversation to separate them. So we're not privy to these circles, Ooh, but yeah, this is how it's done that. in American like high society as well. So once again, he's attributing things to America that have nothing to do with being American. Right. Um, yeah. But I think that that's a result of just like never being empowered to just like have an opinion. It's like, I get where Harry would be reaching for reasons to like, it's American because he's like, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't even have the, the like confidence to say like, I would prefer it if I sat with Megan. Yeah. And also there were a lot of rumors, even just when they were dating way before this book that Megan and Harry were extremely clingy everywhere they went, even friends weddings where there was no press or public or anything and that they would like never leave each other's side and that it was like kind of weird. So it kind of the hots for each other. Yeah. And also like, she's freaked out. It's like, a right. I totally get her not being like, hi, I'm here to be social. You all hate me. Yeah. And British people are fucking awkward when they first meet you. So like when I first moved here, I was probably clinging to Nick like that because like it's you're in, when you're in a new culture, like you think you're going to be able to handle it. And then you actually do it. And you're like, oh my God, everyone's treating me like an alien. This is so insane. Totally. I need to just stick to the one person who treats me like a human, you know, but so totally. uh, Willie and Kate insisted that it wasn't them who switched the place cards. It was someone else. Yeah. Right. It was it them. Was right. Somebody, somebody be, somebody be fucking with the place cards just to cause a little rift. I mean, right. I, yeah, like, who gives a fuck where you sit, you guys, yeah, other was, than you. It had to have been them. I mean, they were, pro- they probably said something snarky about it. And then one of their little minions that was at their table was like, well, we can switch them and switch them all around, you know? But it's also kind of funny just to think about what you're saying, which is that they were like, we don't want to sit together at the wedding. <laughs> like, well, guys. because to them, that was very like middle class. It was very like, we don't know what the it's rules It's just funny are. though, because like, but, but it's like the actual functional thing that you're saying is I'd rather not sit next to my partner, which is like kind of a bummer. I don't think it's a bummer. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess. They're but they, like, this wedding should be a better networking event. How dare you put me next to my lover? I think it's a cool thing to do to separate the couples. Like, if you know I have no problem who, with it either way. I just think it's funny that, like, that's what this fight is about. Right. So then... um I agree, though. Right. Like, I think actually going and being social makes it more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love going to weddings without a date because you really do meet people. Yeah. And like, if you watch like in the crown, when Jackie and John Kennedy went to Buckingham palace, like they sat separate and the queen and Prince Philip would have sat separate. Like that's right, right, right. how it is because it's like, we're adults, we're all interesting and we have our own interesting stories to tell. And we're not going to cling to our partner. You know, I kind of think that's I also cool. feel like energy. I feel like energetically it's kind of boss too, because like the separation, it's almost like we're like working the, like we're working the room. Like there's a confidence to it. Yeah. And it's kind of sexy because then I think later it's on, sexy. Yeah. Later and on, you're like, like looking so at what did you do talking to people? Right. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, I, I, I like it actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. I like it. So they claim they didn't switch it. And I, I mean, obviously they did because they were I just like, I can't believe we're talking about Easter presents and place cards. 
Yeah, definitely. But it's a dick move to do that at someone's wedding. And it was them sure. pulling rank. It was them pulling rank again and being like, this isn't the done thing. This isn't the way we do it. We're not doing it this way. We hang out with our spouse all day. We want to talk to someone else, like, because we love our spouses, but whatever. And then they say, well, you guys did it at Pippa's wedding. And Harry claims that they didn't at Pippa's wedding, that they changed oh things around at Pippa's God. wedding to sit together, which again was the like, all we were doing at Pippa's wedding was ruining the toilets and the, the ru- t- observing the, what did it, what was the phrase? The posh portaloos. The posh pristine yeah. portaloos. It was awkward too with Pippa's wedding because there was all these rumors leading up to it about whether Megan was going to be invited or not. And that like, they didn't want her to come because also like, why would you invite your sister's brother-in-law's new girlfriend to your wedding like i wouldn't you know i mean i invited i mean i guess it just depends you might give like a plus one to someone that you were related to i guess but like I, yeah i don't think it's a given yeah it's not it's no ring no bring i mean i invited mm-hmm. <laughs> it is that's the rule <laughs> i invited casey's sister-in-law and her husband because we know them both and they're in a very serious relationship they live together and they watch oscar and i love them both right. and you but, like them and you have a relationship with them right but like also like she wouldn't have really known anyone else but daniel so i don't know maybe right. I would, but it is it is kind of weird oh, that Harry... also how nice that they live in london random i know it's great Cool. I know, but um, it is kind of random that Harry would expect that his new girlfriend would be invited to his sister-in-law's sister's wedding because it's like Harry, right. you're already kind of third string here, you know. So there were all well, yeah, but that's like don't say it like that. I feel like that's like the sensitive. That's like the whole thing. That's the name of the book. It's like you're actually not even the third string. You're sixth in line, you loser. Yeah, but it's his sister-in-law's sister. I know, but it's the not even about royal hierarchy. His, it's just his ego being like, aren't I important? Right. So then what ended up happening was she wasn't invited to the church ceremony, but he drove, he, he was there. It was like up in the North, kind of farther North. And then he drove down to London and picked Megan up and brought her back up for the evening reception. Isn't that embarrassing? What? Wouldn't you rather That's just so not rude? Wouldn't you rather just not go a million? I would. So basically, essentially Megan was a wedding crasher. Yeah, basically. Like she was Pippa, not invited. Yeah. Then Pippa finally was like, <laughs> okay, you know what? Fine. You can bring her to the reception. I mean, this I is get not, not your it. special day, Mary. This is not your special day. Go either yeah. go to Pippa's wedding or don't, but do not make this about Megan being not invited. Right. And he did. So also weddings are fucking expensive. Like I totally get not wanting to add a plate. And not wanting to have the new most talked about woman in the world being photographed outside your wedding when it's supposed to be your fucking wedding. A thousand percent. And you've never met her. And also you don't even know if it's going to work out. I mean, it was really new. Right. I'm sure Pippa never met her at that point. Like, I totally get her not wanting her there. But then, like, they kind of, it seems they kind of pushed their way in. But, (laughs) oh, so now we're getting into the, the staff issues. So, okay. Harry, so of course the... The question of whether Harry and Meghan bullied their staff is a huge one because no one yeah. has owned, no one has made the accusation on the record. All we have is the knowledge that Jason Knopf, again, the guy that they hate because he exposed them for lying to the court, he wrote an email to the higher ups when, at some point saying Megan is intent on bullying younger female staff members. She seems to always have someone in her sights and it's become a horrible work environment. Jason Knopf sent that email and they, the, the palace leaked it 
like a year later, right before the Oprah interview in a naked attempt to discredit her, which is what makes it completely tainted. And again, no one has come forward to say it was them that was being bullied. There's no name. Right. If it it was actually a problem, it would have come out sooner because it was an actual problem. Well, there were rumors always that she was that she was demanding of the staff. But Harry gets into it. The rumors are like she wrote emails at 5 a.m. It's like, oh, not a 5 a.m. email. <laughs> right. This right. is British people, I'm telling you. This right. It's like Europe. somebody just should have told Megan to get like an email uh, system Scheduler. where you pre-schedule it so they don't judge you that you're awake at 5 in the morning. They don't know what it's like to work over here, I have to say. They truly That's don't. insane. Right. I sent, if I was judged on the time, I said my emails were the, t- if you were to look at the times of our, both of our correspondences, you'd be like, wow, these girls like they're on crack. Yeah. And you wouldn't be right. like, oh, so demanding, but like, that's how British people are. Sarah was drunk and sent Molly five different dance mixes of flowers saying, I told you so. <laughs> right. Yeah. I also think all of the Royals are probably impossible with their staff. And like, I think if, if there was a, if there was discontent, it was because a newcomer was acting as entitled as the rest of them. Right. If anything, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, and that totally. she's American and she has a different conversation style, but then Harry kind of gives up a little too much information that makes me think maybe it is true because he says the climate was getting so bad because of the people that were working there. They were all like kind of forming dueling factions. And he says in such a climate, there was no such thing as constructive criticism. All feedback was seen as an affront, an insult. More than once, a staff member slumped across their desk and wept. For all this, every bit of it, Willie blamed one person, Meg. Okay, yeah, that's actually the quiet part out loud. Yeah, that's damning. <laughs> why was the staff weeping? Right, and and why are you so wedded to the idea of constructive criticism? And you're annoyed that people aren't taking it the right way. It's like, that right. kind of sounds like you guys are being dicks. And like, if you didn't have this problem until now, I'm not saying that means it's Megan's fault. No, I'm literally, saying- who else is there to blame? That's her staff. I think it has to do with Harry becoming more and more and more combative because of yes, like how frustrated he was like he empowered. Is with well, everything. he had a back. He now had this like American power woman backing him, yeah. doming him into standing up for himself. Right. So obviously, whatever was going on, they were, they were making people cry. <laughs> so That's like- insane. Yeah, he should have. If, if we're gonna like, he should have just been like, after we made everybody watch the entire Homeward Bound trilogy, they were weeping over their desks. It's like, yeah, like it's the same thing as like I was cruel. It's like, man, what'd you say? Like, right. why is everyone crying? He's just. I mean, like- I have been abused by so many bosses, and I don't know if I have ever been laid over my desk, especially in. You're telling me that in the UK, nobody's like outwardly expressing emotions. If these people are doubled over and weeping at their desks like what the fuck happened <laughs> exactly exactly i have been totally was- destroyed at work and i've been like hmm, well and then i've like talked about it later in therapy or like gone home and fucking listen to her, I hate you so much on the drive home but like i've <laughs> never been like i've never been driven to tears even right. when i've been being fired in a public workspace Maybe it's the Capricorn moon in me, but would never. Right, right. Like for a British person to be slumped across their desk weeping is... Like something is very wrong. Would you challenge him to a duel and slap him in the face or something? Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's very bad. And then he continues to throw 
himself and Megan under the bus <laughs> by saying that when Willie talks to him and says that Megan is standing and the staff isn't being treated well, he says he was just repeating the press narrative, spouting fake stories he'd read or been told. The great irony I told him was that the real villains were the people he'd imported into the office, people from government who didn't seem impervious to this kind of strife, but addicted to it. He's saying that these people that William hired were the ones that were making the work environment so tense. And it's like, well, Harry, you're in charge of the work environment. You, William, Kate, and Megan are in charge of the work environment. Like, you hire yeah. these wimps. It's like, okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Oh, and then Megan redoubles her efforts to reach out, to spread kindness. Now, anytime someone talks about kindness, it's a red flag to me. Dating back to Ellen. Sorry. Agreed. Agreed. If, if you're going out of your way to quote unquote be kind, I'm pretty sure you're a sociopath the rest of the time because it should just come naturally, you know? Well, it's like whenever people like post memes that are like, like myself included, like whenever we post memes that are like Kardashian style, like, you know, reminders to ourselves, like either I am being passive aggressive and I'm reminding one of my clients who's acting a fool or I'm just sharing what something I needed to remember. So it's like, yeah, whenever you see people posting memes, like reminder, be kind. It's like, who did you, what barista did you just threw, did you just throw your coffee back into their face like right. who needs a kindness reminder isn't it just a given right <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's so weird so okay he's she's sending handwritten thank you notes checking on staff who are ill sent baskets of food or flowers or goodies to anyone struggling depressed or off sick wow what a saint i know well it, i guess it's nice i, I mean it is nice, nice. It is nice but i also think at this point megan's on a little bit of a and i'm a nice person offensive yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's sort of for, sure. for her ego. She's like, you better write something nice about me, motherfuckers. I also think the culture of the way it works in these palaces is incredibly toxic in general because these people are criminally underpaid because it's taxpayer right. funded and it's fucking royal funded and they're the <gasps> cheapest fuckers alive. Most of these people who work in these positions have to be from rich, noble families in order to sustain themselves because like right. it's seen as a very honorable position to work in the palaces but it's just not that much pay and he goes on to say later on that like they didn't have enough people on their comms team which i completely believe so i think there's also it's part it could be true that these people are just overworked burnt out yeah their workload doubled overnight going from representing two powerhouse one powerhouse super famous couple to two probably hired one new person you know what i mean like and didn't change any of their salaries yeah exactly Exactly. It's like when you're told, like, actually, you're doing such a great job that we're going to add this to your responsibilities now. And it's like, well, wait, what? Right. Like, am you I get being a new punished t- you for get a doing new a great job? Yeah. You get a new title for your business card and yeah, nothing else. It's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I, would, I don't know if this title is doing that much for me ultimately. Yeah. Oh, we get another glimpse of cool girl, California Meg. The toll is starting to be visible on Meg. She lost a great deal of weight in the last year, despite all the shop brag. Tie. Brag, brag. <laughs> I'm eating more than ever, she reported, yet her weight kept dropping. Yeah, right. Bah, yeah, bah, bah, right. Bah. Come on. No, you're not. not. Time for that. Shut not up. Time for that. So the doctor says gain five pounds and you'll <laughs> get pregnant. So Meg ate and ate and put on the recommended five pounds. What happened to I was eating more than ever before? You want to just keep it up? Yeah. Wait. Like- also, like, how would you have, if she's, if she's just literally like housing shepherd's pie daily, how would you have, pop, what would you now add a key lime pie, eat the whole pie, Megan? Like, what were they adding to the, to the mounds of shepherd's pie? She was, yeah. she was, uh, you know, downing. They would be like, oh, this will do it. Like, give it's her mallow bars. I don't know. Like her kind of, <sighs> I guess I have to gain weight. 
I yeah, know. I don't know how to say this without sounding like a bitch, but it's just kind of like her cool her cool girl persona never sleeps. You know, like she's like, <laughs> oh, Harry, I'm just eating so much and I'm just getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. It's like the cool girl that eats a cheeseburger and drinks IPA at Soho House. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's also very like Leo Libra, like the casual effortless aesthetics, whether it's casual effortless or not. Right, exactly. She's a pro at looking effortless and putting in the totally. most effort. Definitely yes. like when she's nailing that with her style, that's when she's too. She looks awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think she's probably a fucking bundle of nerves right now and not eating. Right. So like, and that's completely. And or like has like real deal, all that shepherd's pie, if that's true, diarrhea. Yeah, that's more likely. That's so much more likely than just that she was eating and eating and eating and never gaining weight. But then the doctor <laughs> yeah. says gain five pounds and then she gains five pounds from eating. What? Like, come on. I don't know. It was just a funny little quibble because I was just like, he's again. Megan, finish finish both of our shepherd's pies tonight. She's like, I can picture her like, I can't eat another bite, Harry. Do it, Megan. We want to make a baby. Yeah, it's just like another instance of him revealing way more than he thinks he's revealing. Like, he's just, it's like, Harry, shoot. She was lying to you. Right. I want to find the chapter where he opens her bottom drawer of her dresser and finds like tons of packages of shepherd's pie. And Decomposing the bottom of the shepherd's something. pie yeah, yeah. that she didn't yeah. eat, that she just threw in the drawer. Yeah. Not caught, had a fly infestation. It felt like a frat house. No, actually, your wife is keeping food in the bottom drawer until you leave. Yeah. No, I... I think it's cute though, because he just thinks she's so perfect. And he's like, Can I, you I believe totally. it? My wife can't even gain weight, even though she's eating <laughs> shepherd's pie every day. It's like, Harry, she's not eating and, shepherd's pie. And we can blame the media and my family for it. Like, oh, it's really even, best case scenario all around. Like, he is maxing out on she's skinny, but trying to be fat. But she can't better. because of all the stress that you guys are doing. Yeah, even better. So now Granny suggests that Megan um, go and see her father. Of course, Megan and Harry say no, um, which it's like, okay. And then they write him the letter, which becomes (laughs) a huge thing. They then, oh my God, when they sing to the seals, this was a moment that went very viral on TikTok. Megan, magical Megan. Oh! Yeah, now this, okay. So, I mean, okay, now this is 100% my own shit. (laughs) (laughs) After you've had, okay, I'm not trying to get depressing. <laughs> what are you about to say? I'm not trying to get depressing. If you, after you've had miscarriages, you don't believe in these stupid ass signs anymore. Okay. Like <laughs> they're like, oh, we, so basically what happened was Pa tells them that if you sing to the seal, they might be selkies. And if they're selkies, they'll sing back to you. And so they go in and they see some seals and, and then like a miracle will happen. And they start, they start singing. Harry starts singing like, ah, and they don't do anything. And then Megan's like, oh, and they all start singing. And then Harry jumps into the water with the seals. And then like short after that, they get pregnancy tests. And Harry, obviously the implication is seals. And it's like, no. Like you, like it's, you just can't, it's not a sign. You guys are just idiots. And then he jumps into the ocean with the seals and then he tells the chef that he did that. And the chef is like, this part of the Scottish coast is teeming with killer whales and singing (laughs) calling them to their blood soaked deaths. Harry says, I shook my head. It had been such a lovely fairy tale. How did it get dark so fast? And it's like, because once again, once again, you got too close to the wildlife and put everyone at danger, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) It's 
it's not like a grand metaphor. You're just a dumbass. It's also like, like to, to the earlier point, it's like, you don't need, you don't, you could just let it be magical for the book. Like you don't have to, you don't have to share the fact that actually you were putting the seals in grave danger. Right. And also like, I don't know if that keep the story light, if that's what you want it to be, my man. Yeah. Once again, some people are going to die. Like the seals are going to die. And like, Harry's just like, Oh, whoa. Like that's crazy. You know? Well, it's going to turn into like, I, we sacrifice the life of those seals for our new, our newfound baby. Yeah. I imagined when I read that, all I could think of was that she was doing area. Yeah. There are some really, really funny TikToks about it. Like just that's amazing. search Prince Harry seals. They'll probably come up. But yeah. So Never they- underestimate a Leo's penchant for drama. Yeah. So then they get the pregnancy tests, which again, like it's not the seals, Harry. The seals did not get you guys pregnant. Like it's, it's- fucking my man. It's just fucking. Yeah, exactly. And so I also thought it was crazy. I mean, this also seemed very out of character for Megan for me because she's. I think 37 at this point and the fact that like they she only bought two pregnancy tests and took took it like after she already missed her period that is like superhuman restraint and like letting jesus take the wheel i mean yeah most people our age are like testing their eggs yeah or even just or like yeah testing going to fertility testing yeah you're taking no, you're just taking a pregnancy test every day from like the week after oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. up until the yes. day that your period is due. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, and you're totally. comparing the lines and you're looking at what they, if they're getting darker and like you're taking right. pills and you're using the fucking thing that you stick the stick into that tells you if you're ovulating right. or not. And these guys just kind of like went, I mean, wow, that's amazing. They're very fertile. They, and, but it just, it didn't seem. But like I also want to say like, side note though, who the fuck knows? Like it does seem like Megan is hiding her shepherd's pie in the bottom of the dresser. And like, who knows how many pregnancies she took without telling him. Right. That's a really good point. That's a really good point because yeah, it just seems so out of character for someone who's such a perfectionist and so in control of everything yeah. in her life to just be like, to, to kind of have the kind of thing where you already miss your period and that's when you find out like that's wild to me i don't understand yeah. how people are doing that have me down for there's a few things like feminine mystique there's a few things he doesn't know about what she's doing yeah yeah i think that makes sense it's like in movies when people find out they're pregnant because they literally are just standing somewhere in public and they barf on the floor it's like <laughs> it's like, like you didn't notice that your tits were two sizes bigger and aching right like you have to be brain dead for that to be the way that you find out you're pregnant F- you like, don't remember that on- you had unprotected sex yeah it's it's so fun like are people just not tracking their periods does everyone who finds out they're pregnant in a movie have pcos and irregular periods because that's the <laughs> yeah, only way that must, would make yeah. sense you know they must. Yeah. like that's the only person who Legit. i think learns they're pregnant from morning sickness is a person who has extremely irregular periods 100 percent. so i don't know it just it blew that part blew my mind a little bit i'm devastatingly irregular despite um, all the plan b's lol Oh, now it's, I know me too. Also so regular now, um, we're at another wedding and we're continuing the tradition of taking the attention away at weddings. They, yes. they announced, they confirm this was forever. They confirmed that they announced their pregnancy at Eugenie's wedding. Yeah. I mean, maybe on some level, like subconsciously, they were trying to do her a favor because they were like, honestly, Eugenie and Jack, we love them. They're our besties and they are a total uggo bore. And like, we'll give them a little bit of action for the wedding, but yeah, it's totally fucking rude. It's so rude. It's so it's, rude. It's terrible. I mean, I just shut the fuck up about yourself for a minute. 
Yeah, Megan's a girl's girl. Like she has a lot yeah. of girlfriends. She knows, girl and it seems etiquette. like she and Eugenie were close. Yeah, she knows the girl code. She knows the girl etiquette. She knew better than to do this. But I mean, maybe this is them pulling rank a little bit because they're sick of William and Kate pulling rank on them, and they're like, "Well, we outrank Eugenie and Jack, so we're allowed to make their wedding into our little announcement space." Here's what you have to do: Google what she wore to Eugenie and Jack's wedding. Don't tell me it was white. Don't. I was just gonna make no, the joke. no, no. Okay. Thankfully not white. Um, she did wear a white dress with a blue pattern on it to someone else's wedding earlier than that, which is for sure on the line of appropriate, but absolutely, but not too bad. So you have to look at what she wore to Eugenie and Jack's wedding to announce her pregnancy. It is, she's wearing a long dress with a matching coat over top. And the coat has buttons and she has done all the buttons down to her stomach. And then on her stomach, the coat is open and she doesn't even have a bump. Wait, that's so funny. It's absurd. That's well, but it's no, it's, it's just Leo theater. It's theater. Yeah. It's it's, literally, she's like, it's like suggestive costuming, a foreshadow. That is so funny. Exactly. Like she's like, what would the suits wardrobe department do in this situation and then like to to demonstrate that the miss on scene of the wedding outfit right and then like three days later she's seen in public for another event and she has no bump whatsoever like she literally made herself look like she had a bump so that everyone at the wedding would know wait this is so funny these pictures are yeah i mean she was doing bump cosplay yeah this is really weird this is really weird like (laughs) <laughs> this is one of those things when like I was still a hundred percent on their side, love them so much. And then when I saw those pictures and it was like, okay, she's three months pregnant and she's wearing that. Like, that's so weird. I don't know. You just start to think, oh my God, like the, all these like really conniving rumors, I still don't think they're true. But when you see yeah. something like that, you understand why people are like, this woman is a criminal mastermind or like, she's like the right, number right. one top psychological manipulator because to show up at someone else's wedding and not only announce your pregnancy, but dress for pregnancy. And what yes. month was that? You couldn't wear something else. You couldn't just button the coat. October, the 2018. So October. okay. But like you couldn't button the coat all the way down no one in human history has worn a coat in that way button the top three buttons and leave the rest open she's an artist i know it's the weird is i think that for my money is the weirdest thing she's ever done Uh, well my my thoughts on all of this aren't like sociopath narcissist is just like that's where it's like the 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 debate team theater kid comes out where it's like you aren't as cool as you aren't soho house cool you're like i have an idea That's it. That's what I'm saying. It's bizarro. It's not manipulative. It's not cunning. It's it's weird. trying. It's trying. Yeah. It's a weird ass thing to do. Very it, funny. Very funny. Like, normally you are the cutest, most put together little tiny petite. And you're like, let me wear a giant coat and unbutton only the stomach. What? Oh. I didn't believe the rumor that they announced at the wedding for the longest time because I was like, that's so terrible. That's so rude. There's no way. But now he's confirmed it. I Again, wonder if he... Eugenie cared. I know. She must have. There was then some other thing that happened where a lot of people thought that that was Beatrice and Fergie trying to get revenge for them announcing at Eugenie. But I don't think they would. Because here's the thing. I think Beatrice and Eugenie and Fergie, they know where their bread is buttered. And their oh, priority yeah. is peace within the family at all costs. They will play every a side thousand. of the family. Because 
they just want to be in, they just want to still be princesses and they just want to be in. So they're the perfect people to do something that flagrantly rude and antisocial at their wedding. You know, like that Mm -hmm. is, that's the perfect family to do it to, because they're going to just for the record, they're going to roll over and take it. Real quick, even though Eugenie is in Aries, her rising is in Libra. Her moon, Venus, Mars, and North Node are in the fourth house in Aquarius. I don't think she gives a fuck. I guess. How could you not give a fuck, though? So now they go on their tour of, you know, Southeast Asia and Australia. Also, side note, Aquarius, Aquarius moons will shock you with what they don't care about. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they're on their tour and Megan, um, Harry is very annoyed that the press has reported that she has morning sickness because she was tired, but otherwise a dynamo. Indeed, she felt lucky not to be suffering severe morning sickness since we were embarking on a hugely demanding tour. I think that is a little dig at Kate as well, because Kate had hyperemesis gravidarum and was hospitalized for each of her pregnancies. And Kate oh, wow. has also been accused of not working hard enough and not doing enough gigs in general, which he alludes to earlier in the book about how unfair that was to his credit. But I don't know. To Kate say does she's... plenty. Kate does plenty. Relax. Yeah. To say she Kate was waiting a... 10 years for a commitment is more than enough in my book. Yeah, for sure. To say that she was a dynamo because she didn't have morning sickness is like just unrelated. An... That's an annoying guy thing, you know, where he yep. doesn't understand. It's actually not your fault if you have morning sickness. Right. She didn't even bring makeup. It's like, yeah, she fucking did. <laughs> she didn't bring makeup. She didn't eat. Or no, she didn't gain weight even though she was eating everything. Yeah. And she was a morning sickness dynamo. So like you do kind of get the impression of where like, even though I think these two are probably really nice people overall, they could have been fucking unbearable to be around sometimes because yeah. it's it's just like her kind of, kind of putting on a little bit of a, a little bit of a shtick, like, and which I don't blame her. She's trying to find her way in this brand new milieu. And she's trying to figure out who she is in the UK, because you can't be the same person in a new country as you were in the old country. You do have to make concessions and change yourself. She's trying to figure it out, probably coming across a little performative. And then Harry's just saying to everyone, isn't she incredible? She eats everything and doesn't get a pound. We should, but except when she wants to gain weight, then she <laughs> gains five pounds and we get pregnant immediately. It's like, right. You can see where everyone was like, God, these two. Harry has been tallying evidence of fuck you guys. And now that he has a partner that he's married to, that he really feels like she did give him the confidence to like start to speak like Americans would. I sort of take the like, like a comment like that. Like she didn't have morning sickness. She was a dynamo. It's like he just has so much unexpressed upset and gripes that he's just waiting for things to be annoyed about so he can just express it. Yeah. So now they're on the tour and midway through the tour, Harry feels compelled to warn her. You're doing too well, my love. Too damn well. You're making it look too easy. This is how everything started with my mother. It's from the crown, Sarah. It's literally from the crown. He quoted the crown. No, like him thinking that they're going to be jealous of her because she's doing too well on the Australian tour. How else? It's from the show. Yeah, it's from the show. Uh, Why else would he think of that? Why else would he think that he he wasn't on the Australia? He wasn't born yet. I'm sure his family doesn't talk about it. I'm sure there weren't like stories. Well, and we know that that he he didn't. He didn't do any historical research. Right. We know from his from his eating days. He watched the crown and he took a storyline and said, Oh my god, this is real life. I hundred percent think that's what's happening. That's fucking awesome. I can't wait for someday that to be confirmed. And then he says, everyone knew that mommy's situation went from bad to worse when she showed the world, showed the family that she was better at touring, better at connecting with people, better at being royal than she had any right to be. I think 
her situation went from bad to worse when she was trafficked into the royal family as a teenager. That was the inciting moment. And like when she was in Australia doing really well on the tour, all the press was glowing. So like, I don't know. I, I kind of need some... Well, but the sort of story is based on the crown. Charles and Diana were competitive with each other, but it's also because they did not love each other. Yeah. And this is what I need to know. Like he says everyone knew that mommy's situation went from bad to worse when this happened. Who's everyone? How do they know? Where is this coming from? Is this and a, if that's is, true? What the fuck are you doing there? Right. Also, in this family that notoriously doesn't talk about anything, you mean to tell me that this family routinely talks about the moment when things went to from bad to worse for Diana and it was the Australian tour? Like he's he's getting this from the Crown. I'm telling that's you, that's awesome. What a testament to the Crown writers. Great job, you guys. Yeah, yeah. So he puts these fears, <laughs> head, which is. Com- completely unfair and fucked up and and freaks her out completely then they throw it an assistant under the bus for saying that this one woman who who quit she was actually asked to resign by Bahalis PR because she was using her position to get freebies so it's like oh that's nice and it takes one quick google to find out what that woman's name is so it's like good job Harry that was really nice of you to ruin this woman's career Speaking of even which, more. not only that but I love that now we also have the like the woman from the field has emerged it's like the internet is all too small yeah and like the woman who, who- took his virginity it's like ew I know. I know. I feel so bad for her because I think she completely overestimated how many people knew who she was. You know, she's like, totally. I'm coming forward because everyone already knows it's me. And it's like, girl, three pe- three of your friends texted you. We had no idea. No. Elizabeth Hurley had to make a statement. Literally, who are you? I know. I feel so bad for her. But yeah, I just think, yeah, the, he didn't have to mention that this woman was using the, her position to get free shit. I mean, everyone. Also, who doesn't? I used the exactly. one time that I worked in like an office, 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 right out of college every night i left with a suitcase full of perrier (laughs) i'm not kidding like and like i said these positions are underpaid overworked you get free shit like when you work at women's magazines you're underpaid and overworked you get free shit you get free makeup that's all thing you email and you say hey i want to review creme de la mer can you say it's because no one's ever heard of that before i'm going to break the doors down and write a review and then they're like okay like everyone does that so that wasn't nice this is when things actually took a turn is when the story comes out about the bridesmaids dresses saying that Megan made Kate cry. And he says, days later came the coup de grace from a royal correspondent, a sci-fi fantasy describing the growing foie between Kate and Meg. Obviously, it's not a sci-fi fantasy. You just confirmed it. <laughs> 300 pages you spent confirming this. So the reporter got everything right, except for who <laughs> made who cry. That's the only thing she got wrong. So- God knows why that was wrong. I would be really interested to know where, like how the sausage was made on this one, because I'm just dying to know. Like, it also someone... sounds like they were both crying. I know. But now Megan has said repeatedly that she's the only one that cried and Kate apologized for it, which is kind of an admission of guilt. But also, I don't think Kate said, I'm sorry I made you cry. She probably was like, I'm sorry for that disagreement we had. It does seem like Kate was objectively not making it easy to just go to the tailor and get the dress fitted. Right. And so she was saying sorry for that. So yeah, I guess Harry yeah. and Megan are muddying the waters by saying, well, Kate apologized. So obviously our version is true. And it's like, a little bit vague, a little bit. Vague. Yeah. What did she specifically apologize for? But it's just funny. He calls this sci-fi fantasy when it's 99% true. It being a sci-fi fantasy is your sci-fi fantasy, Harry. Yeah. So then Harry says, Meg didn't hear about it. She still wasn't reading anything. She heard about it, however, since it was the only thing being discussed in Britain for the next 24 hours. No, it wasn't. We have lives, Harry. We have lives. She heard about it because you told her about it. You fuck. Like, 
It's not because also she was walking the streets. Get- You've just made the case for us that she couldn't even leave the house. And now you're saying, oh, she heard her on, on, on the street because it was the only thing Britain was talking about. You told her. Gun to my head. I would bet my life on there's no way she ever took down the Meghan Markle Google alerts ever. Maybe yeah. she, she's not reading everything, but she's getting the Google alerts. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I get a Sarah Armour Googler and unfortunately it's like some, I guess like in like World of Warcraft or whatever, there's something called like the Sarah Armour that they're constantly updating and it's so disappointing. Every time I get a Google alert about Sarah Armour, it's always just like this avatar spinning like, check out, new update to Sarah Armour and it's like, wow, fuck this <laughs> fuck you that's funny i Never still get from when i worked at the sun for five minutes i get the most gruesome seo stories for some reason my byline is on the page somewhere in some code and it'll be like baby found mauled oh, to no. death by its father with head missing and three toes Stop. and i get it as a googler with my name in the body and i'm always <laughs> like what kind of weird seo dark magic is this i think it's got to be something hilarious like semi uncouth maybe a little illegal but like you agree with me that he told her about it the minute he read it right he told her and she knew (laughs) they both knew this wasn't like a what it's like yeah i fucking know you know what else if you i mean the woman who broke this story is a respected royal reporter she would have called harry's office and asked them for a confirmation before she wrote this she would have had to she would have called kensington palace she would have called harry and williams comms team i need to go and look at the story and see if it says I mean, I'm sure it says they declined to comment, but they they would have said, like, we're not commenting, but they would have used. I mean, I think with a story like this from a, a reporter as trusted as that one, I'm now concocting a conspiracy theory. If Love. the comms team hadn't planted it themselves, I think they would have given Harry a heads up that this was coming. But I think they probably planted it because I think that everyone on the staff disliked Meghan and Harry by this point. Like, I think that... Everyone in the comms team, for whatever reason, was Team Will and Kate, maybe just because... They're they're the king and queen. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, they have been there longer. And longevity, Mm -hmm. I think, is big with British people. Like, you have to... You have to break their... It takes a long time to break their walls down. You know what I mean? They're going to just trust them more implicitly. So, I don't know. I'm just saying, I think that if for them to... For Harry and Meghan to be surprised by this story makes me think that either the comms team planted it themselves or they were completely asleep at the wheel. What would be the reason that a comms team would plant this? Either they just hate them so much and they're like, I'm sick of these people and I'm throwing this in there. Or it was just some random aide who's not even that high up who planted it. But a comms team, they could either just literally just dislike them or they have some bad information about Kate or Will that they're trying to suppress. So like someone, mm. they, they might have called and said, like the reporter might have called and said, hey, um, I heard that Kate made Megan cry with her demands about the bridesmaid dresses. And it's possible because these people lie all the time. It's possible that the comms team said, uh, no, it was the other way around, actually, because they have to save the queen at all costs. Like, it's very possible that that's exactly what happened. Right. Yeah, I get that. It's their yeah. job. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. But yeah, so Harry and Meghan are shocked at the story. Um, once again, I've said this a million times, but we actually would have forgotten that this happened. And I understand why they're so upset about it, but pick your battles, dude. Yeah. I think it's way more damning that the staff was laying over the desk and weeping their heads off. It's like, you might want to address some of the other rumors, dude. Okay, it was the Daily <laughs> Telegraph. What actually happened was that the dress itself did not fit 
Kate's then nearly three-year-old daughter. Then they fell out because the dress did not fit and further fittings needed to be scheduled. The source added, Kate had only just given birth to her third child, Prince Louis, and was feeling quite emotional. Wow. So the source is putting baby brain on her. I feel that that's generous. Well, I mean, this is now Kate's. This is probably someone who likes Kate kind of. That's what I'm saying. It's not a, it's not an insult. It's a, it's a explanation. Well, I'm saying people can take it as an insult. So you shouldn't say it to people. Sure, sure, sure. It's a sensitive thing to say. And and for the record, all white people should never say N word, even if all your best friends are. Don't assume much when you're trying to get along with people. Yeah. I, yeah, I got it's a bad example but i guess that's the lesson i just feel like i every once in a while i'll have somebody be like no no like and it's like just don't like i'm offended so yeah no you can't okay so it was camilla tomini that's who wrote it at the daily telegraph everybody in the uk seems to be named camilla and charles they don't have that many names to go around yeah it's true so it was only a matter of time i'm reading now the story before all eyes would be on kate and megan and how well they did or didn't get on The royal sisterhood has not been under this much scrutiny since a young Princess Diana and an excitable Fergie joined the household in the 80s. I feel like Fergie and Diana would have really been buds. Oh, they were, but they were off and on. They fought all the time. This is the thing. Diana fought with everybody all the time. Like, yeah, it's it runs in the family. These people never get along. They're like Teresa Giudice. They're actually exactly like (laughs) Teresa and Joe Giudice. The takeaway of the book is like, this is about reality TV. It is. My family is the most important thing in my life. I don't speak to half of them, but it's the most important important thing you know like that italian jersey thing of like my family is number one uh i hate them i don't talk to them but you know they literally hate each other like this is diana this is harry like so okay as of these royal outlaws the temptation to cast the modern day duchesses as arch rivals has proved too hard to resist the obvious differences between their characters make for an easy narrative what after all would a berkshire-born english rose and homely mother of three really have in common with a former I know the homely means in the UK, it, has, it doesn't mean ugly. It means. Oh, like, okay. Cause I'm like, home. that is rude. What would she have <laughs> in common with a former American actress more at home on red carpets than in drafty Royal residences? Again, bigging up Megan's career. It's so funny. And again, this is, this was the narrative. They're so different. They're so different. And it, I'm like, I don't, think, I don't think they're that different. As one insider put it, they're very different women, despite their similar circumstances. Megan is an extrovert, whereas Kate is quite shy. Whether that's enough to make them mortal enemies is another matter, but it's certainly helping the rumors along that the Sussexes are moving to Windsor amid rumors of tensions with the Cambridges. So this is all true so far about the rumors and they don't like each other. And and she's being very fair the way she's reporting it. She's like, look, people have been dying to report that these two don't get along. And yeah. you know, there are rumors. She's not saying this is definitely happening. The contrast was clean, plain to see when they appeared together at the Royal Foundation Forum in February. That was Lip Gloss Gate. Megan appeared to speak with more confidence than Kate, despite being the lower ranking newcomer. Asked, see, this is how these people think. This is how it is. The lower She's a professional actor who's not pregnant. Yeah. Asked if there were any disagreements with the family working closely together. William joked, oh, yes. Harry added, working as a family does have its challenges. Of course it does, but we're stuck together for the rest of our lives. Maybe not. Rumors of disharmony Aww. between these so-called Fab Four has been rumbling behind palace gates before it was announced that they would move to Frogmore. Now, where do we get to the bridesmaid dresses? Here it is. The talk of a growing fraudeur. Fraudeur. I can't Fraud four. Fraud four. They were the fraud four. Fraud door, fraud four. Yeah. The talk of a growing fraud deal, fraud four between Kate and Megan really ramped up following rumors of an apparent falling out between the pair in the run up to the Sussexes wedding in May. The Telegraph has spoken to two separate sources who claim Kate was left in tears following a bridesmaid's dress fitting for Princess Charlotte. 
Quote, Kate had only just given birth to Prince Louis and was feeling quite emotional, said one insider. The incident happened around the time Meghan was reported to have also, quote, upset the queen by asking to wear an emerald tiara instead of the one offered by the 92-year-old monarch. It came after a book by veteran royal journalist Robert Jobson described Harry as, quote, petulant and short-tempered in the buildup to the Windsor Castle wedding. He allegedly told staff, "Was this is a great story because it's really laying out how we got here and all of these different stories. 100%, yeah. I don't believe that Megan asked for a different one because I just I don't, don't either. Yeah, I don't think she would have. I think she was. It definitely sounds happy. like the queen was like, come pick. I got a room full of tiaras. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think she would have showed her one that she. Yeah. He allegedly told staff with a raised voice what Megan wants, Megan gets. And when reports reached the queen, she asked to see her <laughs> grandson privately and put him firmly in his place. Mr. Jobson wrote Harry skipped that part. He didn't confirm or deny that the queen had to put him in his place. I kind of believe that rumors of any lingering ill feeling between the queen and Megan appear wide of the mark. However, the two women who share a love of dogs enjoyed each other's company at their first soul engagement together at Cheshire in June, even if Megan did inadvertently break protocol by not wearing a hat. Mm, Harry says in the book, the palace asked her not to wear a hat. So Camilla Tomini maybe got that wrong. And earlier this month, the queen entrusted Meghan to look after Elkie Budenbender, wife of the German president, during the remembrance what? commemorations in a move which saw her separated from the Duchess of Cambridge, who was on an adjacent balcony with the queen and the Duchess of Cornwall. That was like um, Remembrance Day. They put Kate, Camilla, and the queen together on a balcony, and they shafted Meghan and made her look after this German lady, I guess. <laughs> Despite being welcomed into the family fold, the attitude below stairs has apparently not been universally positive, with some giving their relationship five years. The catty gossip reportedly hit fever pitch during the so-called Markle debacle, because they say it in there. Markle debacle is pretty good. Okay, there it works. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. When Meghan's father, Thomas, pulled out of the wedding at the last minute, the drama reduced both Meghan and Harry to tears, which perhaps explains why the prince went to such great lengths to ensure his bride to be because of everything she wanted on her big day. The source said some of the staff don't seem to want to give Meghan a chance. I believe that 100%. Harry is besotted and understandably extremely protective of her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Princess Princess Eugenie's wedding also proved a little problematic for Meghan, who appeared to admonish her husband during the ceremony at St. George's Chapel? Is this Jen and Ben at the Grammys 1.0? I know. We got to find this footage. Uh The couple were later criticized for sharing news of their pregnancy at the champagne reception afterwards. William and Kate, not usually prone to public displays of affection, appeared much more at ease as they held hands throughout the service. Okay, cool. A source close to the Yorks told The Telegraph that Eugenie was upset that the Sussexes did not attend the evening reception, although Harry did pop along for a drink without Meghan. The Cambridges, meanwhile, made a night of it. Well, she's pregnant. She's like in her first trimester, so it makes sense. Harry did go. He had a few drinks. Yeah. Oh, my God. This isn't even the freaking bridesmaid story. I'm sorry. I just read that whole thing for no reason. It's over. Whatever Meghan wants. Megan gets I just don't believe that that sentence would ever come out of someone's mouth unless they were doing Lola yeah I don't either people don't talk like that especially not him he's not really right. he's actually very articulate and I don't think he yeah I don't think he would say that okay yeah, here's the bridesmaid know. dress story and then I think we should stop and we can go through Meg's it tomorrow or something we have to finish it but so that will be on the Patreon we'll pick up from post Australia tomorrow and do the rest of the book patreon.com slash space trash podcast okay here's the story about the bridesmaids row the Duchess of Cambridge and Duchess of Sussex had a row over whether the young bridesmaids at the royal wedding should wear tights it has been claimed as Tatler magazine publishes a profile of Catherine the Great It was a hot day and apparently there was a row over whether the bridesmaids should wear tights or not. 
Kate following protocol felt that they should. So this is a completely different story. There's so many different stories that came out. Now, where's the original one? Okay, here yeah, it I want to know, like, first reported. This is the first report. Camilla Tomini wrote. Camilla Tampani. That's a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm so unprepared. I really should have looked this up ahead of time. We were but- not prepared for a 12 part, part three, or even book. You know, we just go with the flow. You, we have, you have nothing to apologize for. We enjoy it. It's kind of like being in the living room with us. But I just want to know why you're looking. Do you think Kate and Will have good sex? Mm. I know. Today? Uh, well, I mean, I would love for your opinion of the, of the entirety of, Wait, but this, okay. Do I think they do? Um, I don't know. Did they I, ever? Yeah, definitely. I have no idea. I think Harry and Meghan a hundred percent did. I think that's why they acted like complete psychopaths for the right. first like <laughs> year or so. That they knew Absolutely. They were like, well, you don't even know what sex is you assholes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this dress story, that was the dress story. That was it. The one I was already reading. Okay. This is the whole thing. The Telegraph has spoken to two separate sources who claim Kate was left in tears following a bridesmaid's dress fitting for Princess Charlotte. Kate had only just given birth to Prince Louis and was feeling quite emotional. That's it. That's it. It's those two sentences. That was what broke this whole story. That's it. Wow. It doesn't even say Megan made her cry. It says Kate was left in tears. It very clearly uses the passive voice. It's saying she was emotional. I do think it's interesting, though, that the text message from Kate is like, Charlotte was crying. It's like, hey, it's okay to have feelings. You're normal. Yeah, that's so true. I could totally see that. You don't have to be a statue all the time. Pretending it's the daughter just to put her own self-preservation. Yeah, because no one's going to get mad at the the kid for having emotions. But I can't believe it was those two measly little sentences caused the absolute chasm yeah i just can't believe that and then well i guess okay so after this it was then the tatler one which which gave more details which says that it was about the tights which apparently it wasn't about that at all that was a real turning point in the way that the palace protected kate because when that story came out the palace demanded all these retractions and tatler did it and they deleted entire chunks of the story because wow. they said it was too unflattering to Kate and that it was um, inaccurate. It said that she was exhausted and trapped by royal duties now that the Sussexes have left. Meghan and Harry have been so selfish, said one source close to Kate. William and Catherine really wanted to be hands-on parents, and the Sussexes have effectively thrown their three children under a bus. There goes the morning school runs, and the responsibilities on them are now enormous. Kate is furious about the larger workload. Of course, she's smiling and dressing appropriately, but she doesn't want this. She feels exhausted and trapped. She's working as hard as a top CEO, which a lot of people made fun of, who has to be wheeled out all the time without the benefits (laughs) of boundaries and plenty of holidays. Please, she gets plenty of holidays. But so that story came out in Tatler, and and the Kensington Palace people were like furious you can't retract anything about yeah. me i totally get where it's like fuck you yeah definitely 100 percent. same treatment for all the princesses guys but they can't have the same treatment because that's not what a hereditary monarchy right. is right. right that's why it's so <gasps> that's why it's like crazy there are some glaring errors in terms of just like human rights and responsibility and respect yeah think about how savage the monarchy used to be though like it 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 actually is cute and cuddly compared to what it was it used to be literally siblings murdering each other to get the crown and like moving to other countries and raising an army to come back in and invade and claim the crown like it actually is so much more tame than it used to be now they're just a bunch of like emotionally stunted weirdos 
those that don't really know yeah. how to yeah. like deal with conflict, but they didn't want Megan and Harry to be like an auxiliary William and Kate. That was not the point of Megan and Harry. Like Megan and Harry always the point of them was to kind of go off into the sunset. Like even if they did remain working royals, it wasn't for them to talk. It wasn't for them to be Diana 2.0. Like that's why they hated Diana when she left because she kept having her own causes and making Charles look like a slouch because she was now free to talk about politics and talk about landmines and and stuff like that. Whereas Charles is still, so like Meghan and Harry can talk about vaccine equity. They can talk about the Me Too movement, which William and Kate cannot. So you can't expect, I mean, you're, like I said before, you're in this silly system and you have to do some silly shit. That's just, that's what you signed up for. And if you want to leave, leave. But like, I don't really see how, and I understand why they left and I would have left as well because clearly the family had no, no thought about their well being. Blatant disrespect. Blatant up and down from the beginning. Did not yeah. care how they were doing. Didn't even notice. Yep that they were flailing. So I totally get get why they left. And I think it's great. But like, it's just when they say they are monarchists and they do believe in the monarchy. I'm like, what are you talking about? What what part of that was? I think that's where we're just seeing Harry, like still working through what that even means. Yeah. He's just still one better than everyone. And well, I guess we'll get to it because we haven't finished the book, but there were some really interesting things about the end end of the book that I just thought were almost like, I don't know. I just, I understand that position of going like so hard on your opinion and then being like, well, but also the conflict of yeah. I'm against this, and, but also connected to it and love it. And also they're not racist. <laughs> right. It's like, if anything, they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, Baseline, thought- the whole thing is about racism, if you just. <laughs> For the record, <laughs> like, I thought that was like the one thing that kind of everyone agreed this is on. The, the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wonderful deep dive on part three of part three. Join us for part four tomorrow on the Patreon. <laughs> oh my God. This was part three of part three. We have serious issues. We have serious mental problems. No, we don't. We have serious responsibility to our listeners to read the book that they didn't and give them all the goss that's it you're right okay and if you guys want to hear i mean this is i think this is going to be the last non-paywalled episode about megan and harry we'll do pamela on thursday so everyone watch pamela we're going to do her chart and tomorrow we're going to have to we have to finish it tomorrow if you want to hear it you have to join the patreon patreon.com slash space trash podcast to hear us talk about when megan and harry leave megxit i i know they hate the name megxit because they think it's sexist but it just sounds really good it's it's very very catchy i love wordplay i was trying to make sussexit catch on it's (laughs) it's not as good megxit is great it's actually so good it's inevitable yeah and it doesn't mean that she caused it it means he left to protect her which is what he did he left because they were mistreating his wife it works because it's wordplay yeah it just works and you know what else works this is the duchess of sexist and i know my name sucks i just think of it all the time (laughs) They don't want to be the Duchess of Sussex. That I can't even say it without. No, they must have been really disappointed when that one came down. But you could pick <laughs> any name in England, even maybe even pick. No, I guess they can't pick Scotland. That would be stepping on some toes. But they could pick any no, name Sussex in England. Sussex sucks. Sussex sucks. Even Essex would be better. Totally, Montclair, Essex County. What up? Word up. Well, Essex is like the Staten Island of London. Oh, that'd be a funny one, though. I feel like if anything, Harry sort of is the Staten Island of the world. Like, I feel like that actually is sort of on brand for him, like sort of rogue, gritty, but like ultimately big dick energy. 
Yeah, Duke of Essex, Duchess of Essex would have really been fun. He would have said that it was disrespectful. He's going to find everything disrespectful. And and he's not wrong in a lot of cases, but it's like he's also like laying into some of the details that maybe like you could just sort of like brush off. Yeah, the lip gloss. Yeah. Yeah. They're both live wires. It's very, it, it just seems extremely toxic. Harry really was like down to take on royal duties. And it's like, they never wanted him to. They never wanted him to. Yeah. And I mean, oh. it would be interesting to know if they think they made that clearer from an earlier time. Maybe mm-hmm. they feel that they actually did tell him that. And he kind of like didn't hear it. Everyone, <laughs> if you want to hear the end of this book, you have to sign up to Patreon, patreon.com slash space trash podcast. If you don't want to sign up, at least write a rate and review on apple podcast please 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 that's it five stars five stars not four yeah. five it has to be five it has to be five and if you haven't don't text either of us until you do thank yeah. you don't dm yeah. don't text we ask very little of you write a fucking review and join the patreon unless you're overdraft yeah it takes the same effort as texting or dming us so please do that instead thank you to whoever just wrote roby but put five stars it's really the stars that matter yeah <laughs> One of our last reviews is just a one word that makes no sense, but there are five stars. And for that, we thank you. Yeah, that's perfect. That's all we ask. Five stars. Cheerio. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.